We gotta know who your friends are. It's only the three of us today because um our beloved Pierre. <clears throat> it's just for Drake. You really gotta know who your friends are. Yeah. You do. I like how you started that. Yeah, you Pierre know. Hive. We're sorry. It's not a real hive. He fake as shit. The queen. <laughs> he, he, the queen no, the hive yeah. is real because even if he's not here, Pierre Hive is still gonna be in the comments and shit. Got you. I think That's the audience just like faceless people. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of them don't know what he looks like, Everyone, but they know he exists. Do they? Because I feel like we post him, like we we repost him a lot and stuff. Nah, not 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 like his face showcased. Yeah. Like if Courtney. Like got on camera, they would look at him and be like, "Oh, that's Pierre." Like, oh they think anybody God. behind the scenes is Pierre. Anybody who yeah. does anything for yeah. us on the production side, they think it's Pierre. Yeah, Pierre is a humble I promise king. I'm not Pierre, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is not Pierre. But with that being said, what's going on, Need to Know family? We are back with another episode of the Need to Know podcast. Mm -hmm. I go by what's my name again? You should know it. <laughs> Shout out to Eric Bellinger for having me on my bullshit Ooh. this week. I ain't gonna lie. I feel I need an R and B name. I, I need an alter. Your name like, is your name is already the most fire name ever. Say yeah, once later. That is like, kinda hard. That is your government name. You sound like name. the ultimate That's pop kinda. star. I, you know what? Say it sounds like that. a stage name. It yeah. does. It yeah. does sound fake. It's a fact. Like I, I, I've been Slayer, on. Maybe? Like I've introduced yeah. myself to people, and yeah. they will legit be like, "So what's your real name?" And I'm like, "No, that's my actual Slater. name." Slater. Like, you sound like a WWE wrestler. Like. Yes. Because <laughs> it's, it, it's like Slay. <laughs> I see what this episode is going to say. What's going on, people? My name is Savon Slater. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and I'm here with my guy in the building. What up, bro? Yo, yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, A. And then, yo, Reggie, I told you we switching it up and we keeping it this way. Yeah, man. We keeping no. it this way, yeah. I can't introduce myself. You right? have I'm to. Anxious. You now you anxious, yeah. yo. In our promo vid, you wasn't. Watch this. Did you? Oh, yo, you yeah. know what? Watch this. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you introduce yourself to Angie Martinez or Rihanna? Oh my gosh! Stop it. He's referencing. I don't, wait, was it this past weekend? It no. was. Oh. We didn't talk about that. We got a lot to talk about. Oh yes, we do. Okay. Specifically on you. So please introduce yourself, Queen. Hello, yeah. guys. I'm Regina Cho, your favorite journalist, and hey. I'm one third of the pod. And I don't know what else to say because I never introduced myself, and I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting really nervous. So uh, I'm gonna pass it on to these Yo, guys. Yo, hey, you see that? <laughs> yeah, the shades, right? You, wait, wait, wait. Her shades, right? You see that? She's doing the Prada's today. She pushing pee? <laughs> um, I it, for all the YouTube people, which is my favorite people, I have shades on because I just. I, I don't know if I should lie no, or give you the real... The tell real, us the lie first. Yeah, give lie us two first. truths and a lie. Let's go. Um, hmm. I like this game. I don't have my makeup done today. Two, uh, what, whatchamacallit? My boyfriend just bought me these, so I'm very proud. Okay. And three... Oh my God, I fucked it up. <laughs> I don't started, know which one is the lie. Started, which she started one. getting mad truthful. She started giving, no, yeah, yeah, she I, can't I, even I lie. I don't understand like, how to do this. Yo, you're so good at heart that you can't tell a lie. Yeah, I don't know how. No, but I, I be don't lying, like this. though. I, I lie like on the pod all the time. Do you really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> twins. I'm not going to pull Okay, treacherous twins. It's my treacherous um, twins. Yeah, like when I tell stories word? about like my friends and my life, I'd be like exaggerating and shit. A word? Well, that's performing. You're a performer. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. When you have a microphone in front of you, like you're yeah. never supposed to give them the whole yes. truth. Yes. I and learned we, that very early on. It's true. I and work with Joe Biden. <laughs> and when you lie on your friends, you're protecting them. Yes, and, that's what I try to do. But then yeah. they snitch on me anyway. <laughs> so, Miss Miss P, let's start, let's start with you. Because yes. I feel like you had a very eventful weekend. Like me and you've been battling this summer for who could have the best <laughs> weekends. Ever. Alex, you're in third place for once. All right. You can't no, win. Not. I should have been lit. No, yeah, he, he's been having it. a great summer. <laughs> but why you don't tell us? What you mean? Like, when I see you, I'll be like, yeah, that shit was lit. No, you don't. <laughs> you ain't asked. He went to a Boys to Men concert. Yeah, that shit was fire. But that's not better than, like, what yes, she was doing. Is. No, it's not. Stop I'm not going disrespecting. <laughs> no, I love Alex, but what you doing is way fire than going to Boys to Men. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, your shit was fire. I think right? they're both fire. But 
I just don't be posting, bro. You know that's not my style. Yeah. For it used to be though. And I yeah, be did. You, yeah, you changed. I have. You let Sway get to you. Yeah, that's my man. Shout out to Sway, man. Sway right. in the morning. Hey, hey, hey. We gonna talk about Sway a little bit later too. Yeah, I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Oh. I ain't tell you. I ain't tell you. Oh no, no. I knew we were going you. there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, we gonna talk about Sway a little bit later. But let's yeah. get back to Reggie. Reggie, yeah. how yes. you? How, how was your weekend? How you been doing? I had a little mm-hmm. short notice, but you know, I had to do it. I get a lot of like. Okay, I don't want to sound like I get mad invites everywhere, but you know, I don't <laughs> do? I don't do a lot of like event coverage and stuff like that anymore, but like once in a while something special will really come across my inbox. I'm like I have to do this. So, um Jay-Z has been having a really big week because of the Book of Hove installation at mm. uh, Brooklyn uh Public Library. Right. And then the day after, his Sean Carter Foundation was having their 20th anniversary Black Tie Gala. And mm. once I saw mm. the words Black Tie, cuz that's like the fanciest you can go. It's like formal and then like you know, but really? Black Tie is I like, didn't know that. It's like the top, you know like when yeah, because formal could could be without a tie. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the shit no, I get invited to. That's no, the shit they be like, yo, like, same on here. Yeah, go, go when they tell you like nigga. the dress code in an invite, they say like, oh, business casual, whatever, right. whatever, and mm-hmm. then the. The most fancy, I believe, is black tie. Mm-hmm. And once I saw, you know, I love dressing up. I love, I just love taking pictures. I love popping out. That's yeah, me. Yeah. And so I hit my my uh, editor. I was like, oh, can you know, can I go cover this? And then she was like, hey, ask if our videographer videographer can go. Yeah. And Yo, that why made you me hit very Pierre? nervous, huh? Why you hit Pierre? Because Pierre doesn't like work. us. <laughs> yeah, he had Drake. He's at Drake without us right now. Fuck him. You um, think he's covering that? He might be working. No, no, he's not. It was a last minute. Nah, thing. No, you never him, know. no, you him, never know. No, nah, Pierre. No, him. He brought up a backup iPhone eight yeah, just to sure. shoot. Oh, by the way, that's where yeah. Pierre is. He's at the Drake concert. Yes. Yeah. If I didn't say that, already, yes, yeah. a lot he of just, people. He just there. like last minute just left us, but we're happy for him. Thanks. <laughs> no, but, we're not. Um, it low key made me nervous that our videographer got approved because when I cover red carpets, I've been a freelancer for so long. I'm just a lone wolf, so I go by myself. I like record things on my um little tape recorder on my phone. And I just kind of do my own thing. Yeah. If I mess up, no one's there to see me mess up. And red carpets are so intense. You have to like yell to like get people's attention and talk to you. So, yeah, you but this time cute. I'm like on camera and like everything is captured. So I was a little nervous, not gonna lie. I want to see you in that space. I do think like I, you can never tell I'm nervous. Like I will never like seem nervous. Like everything just like I think something like takes over, and I I feel like I'm like really smooth when it, when I have to be. Very intrigued by seeing you operate on a red carpet. Like do my thing. I really want to see you yeah. in that zone because I've seen you in so many different elements, yeah. so many different places. Yeah. But I feel like that is like that's your bag. I definitely would say so. Like I upload on my story, and Armand, who knows me very very well, shout out to Armand. We love fellow, Armand, my Our fellow guy. journalist friend. He Facts. literally replied because he knows me so well, and he knows what I've been through the last like two years. He's yeah. like, "You're back in your element." I'm like, "Really? Thank you. Wow, that means a lot. Yeah. That's dope." Yeah. Um, when so, people that you grew up with can like acknowledge yeah. the true essence of who you are, mm-hmm. there's nothing better than yeah, that. Yeah, it hits different nothing coming from nothing. him. And so I covered the gala. Like Jay Z was in attendance. It was a lot of people. Um, like Regina Hall, Mick. Lil mm. Zever, Robert Kraft, Michael Rubin. I try to get invited to the white party. Woo. You know, he didn't. He, he didn't. He, you know, <laughs> invite for next summer. You get that one. You <sighs> might be there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like because I know. A Which few... one of us go get there first? Oh, Maybe Alex. I, <laughs> nah. I think I you know. might. Yeah, you might be in the lead Why? on that one, brother. I see a bunch of rappers you, in there. Yo, you might be in the lead <laughs> on that one. Yo, Mike Rube, what up? I feel like you I'm can bust, bust a lot of sales there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make a lot of connections. Make a lot of connections <laughs> with Lil Baby in them. Yeah, Minus sure. the hugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know Minus, them hugs. Minus the hugs. <laughs> you know them hugs. I would be a groupie if I was there. Would you? That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. They was all of my like all of my niggas was in there. 
there was Neo Ooh. and Tom Brady in the same room with Hove. All your favorite people. Like, yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to? Like, yeah. I gotta be a groupie. And then there was a lot of, like, beautiful women in there, too. I was like, oh, shit. I think Kim K was there. I would have brought my tweet up. Yeah. I would have showed her, like, hey, boo, this is us. We got a thing. Hey, not for nothing, bro. They, they do it in our hood, Long Island. They do. Not for nothing. But they well, go the, um, yeah. Hamptons. The Hamptons, Not yeah. for nothing. But, but... That's the fall. I've hood. never been to the Hamptons. As somebody who like lived <laughs> in Long Island, I've never would, been to the Hamptons. The I would rather hood. get an invite to the white party than the Rock Nation brunch. Would you really? Be careful. Should I? Should I regret? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna regret listening. saying yeah, that. Yeah, people be listening. Don't say that. Okay, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> we like, I take everything. Yeah, we got it back. I mean, it's all. It's all good. I take it's it. It's a preference, yeah, but I'm not yeah, mad at that yeah. because I too would like to be <laughs> invited to Michael Rubin's white party before the other one. Yeah, but um, if you want to <laughs> yeah. recap, we did a little social for uh, Vibe Magazine. I'm very proud of it because that's like my very first, you know, video yeah. red mm -hmm. carpet experience. And it was such a good experience. I looked real cute. Okay, I've been saving that dress for a very special occasion. So please go to my Instagram at Reggie Nacho and check out my recap because I'm very proud of it. Well, yeah, that was my weekend. Cool I can't wait it. to go see that. I'm going to go check that out again. You didn't watch it? No, I'm going to go see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go see it again and again and again. Like, trying to backtrack. I'm, I'm just kidding. You feel I'm what I'm saying? Kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now nah, that's you all You commented dope, on it. I did. I did watch it. People just be commenting on Instagram. They don't really know what they looking at. They be like, fire, bro. Yeah. They well, don't. when it comes to y'all, like, I kind of have no choice but to watch it. What you mean? I, I got to, like, see yes. what... Y'all are my people. Y'all are my Quiet. tribe. Yes. I don't know if y'all realize. Yes, yeah, And I'm going to, like, put us on blast. Oh, shit. Oh, no. But we've been getting, like, closer. I feel. <laughs> oh, like... <laughs> As a group, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yo, well, how else can you mean it? Weird, bro. I have a legit question. Like, yeah. does Alex does yeah. affection make you uncomfortable? Nah, I actually love affection. I, I can't be with a woman. No, no, no. But I'm what not about a woman. From friends. Oh, from friends. Yeah. What the fuck. Right, I'm gonna be honest with you. You don't like what I just said. Nah, I I be bigging up men, bro. Now that's not. Yeah, you do. I do. I love affection. Yeah. When affection catches me off guard, I think anything that catches me off guard, I'd be like. My antennas be up, like, well. The first thing you said to me when we walked in is, yeah. hey, I waste a snatch. <laughs> what? I didn't say that. that. He dead ass did. I said that shit today. Bro, you don't remember that? Oh, I no. said you look skinny. No, you was like, yo, oh, yeah, you yeah. look skinny. And then Alex was like, yeah, we the snatch boys. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. I yeah, both my guys looking good. Yeah. See, I'm comfortable with my skin. You nah, know that. I love affection. I'm not I can't be with no girl that don't want to cuddle all day. That's true. For real? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Alex you're seems a like a cuddler. Yeah. I dealt with someone once before that, like, her way of cuddling was like two minutes at a time, and then she would sit at the edge of the bed. And that bothered you? Oh, T. I was like, much? You like to cuddle. Does my brush stink? Mm. <laughs> what the fuck are you over there for? I'm indifferent on cuddling. Are you? <gasps> I mean, does, I'm indifferent. No, I don't believe you. No, I don't I got, believe I you. Say, Vaughn seems like the see? biggest cuddler in the world. It, right? She gotta be the one. You see? In my okay, head. that's true. Like, <laughs> she gotta be the one for that moment. I can't just, like, I know dudes who will treat every girl the same. And I said like this. Like players, yeah. Like every girl the same, right? Yeah. And you could be a player and still treat every girl the same. You could be a player and like switch it up. Yeah, but I'm I know big guys on like, like tears. So you're not really an NBA fan, but Alex is, right? <laughs> OD. So in the NBA, at the end of the year, there are like all NBA teams. Oh, shit. There's the all NBA first team, second team, third team, right? Which is a collection of all the league's best players. Exactly. Like first is the best and then, okay. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. That's how I view when I date. Really? Yeah. 
I the second women who are like, like first NBA where she can get all, <laughs> and then like third NBA is you just go get but a little. But when you say like, um, wrong wrong some men treat women like, what do you mean by that? Specific? Like all the same? What does that mean? Like how they deal? Oh with... no, I have like yeah. an acquaintance. He's not like we're not like close friends or anything, but he just like cannot be alone. So every girl that he dates, he acts like she's like his girlfriend. Like he be bringing her to like the family barbecues, like be cuddling with her. Yeah, and I then, need him to go. Love but it's just himself. so easy for him. Like he just does it, and like he just. Yeah, I'm the opposite of that. I need him to go love himself, yeah. Yeah, I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> no, I do. That's so much energy to like other people. It is. It is. Before we get into today's topics, though, yeah. maybe we should let the people know where they can find us. Yeah, man. As always, please like, subscribe on YouTube and everywhere else, especially on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash need to know podcast. Listen, we're throwing the mixer August 19th. And if you were part of our Patreon community, <laughs> you get a discount code. Yes. <laughs> so. I think you might, <laughs> shit, I, I like anything off anything. <laughs> so please go visit our Patreon if you haven't already. And uh, yeah. Do y'all follow your favorite podcasters and media people on social media? I do, but I don't have a lot of like favorite podcasters. Okay. That's like, probably, like, <laughs> That's real. Three or four. So Jesus Marrow. You yes. follow those two guys? <gasps> Actually, I oh. follow I follow them both on Twitter, but now I can't stand tweet. Like I, I used to like obsessively tweet about how much I love them. Yeah. Like insiders and bodega have and stuff, but now Jesus follows me on Twitter, so now I can't do that. Oh, you chose up. <laughs> oh shit. I can't like I can't oh, say anything. Every time I wanna like like quote tweet like an old video, like, oh my god, remember the greatness guy? Like I'm like, oh Jesus follows me. Damn, no choose up like that. I don't know fight why. Fight back, fight back. I don't know why he like follows uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm very sad about because you're a fan. Oh, yeah. No, is but like, why fans? does he follow me though? Like, because you're a fan. I follow some of our fans. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, yeah, I for guess. sure. I love following the fans. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Those are, yo, same all. <laughs> Hey, boy, yo, I love following fans. What are you referring to? <laughs> the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so why are you not speaking clear? Yeah, you said this out. We all follow fans. I can see why Jesus would yeah. come across Reggie's page yeah. and be like, yo, that's a good fan. I'm gonna follow. Oh, I see what you guys are doing here. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've realized that I follow more uh like new podcast upcomers in the space. Okay. Okay, like who? Um I don't even know a funny Or mark. do you not want to shout them out? <laughs> no, no, I don't have a problem with doing it. But Who I, are I'm, new podcasters? How do you become... Like, I feel like see, it's, technically... It's getting weird. To uh, Like, to <laughs> audiences, we're new podcasters, but yeah. we've been doing this shit for like eight years. Yeah, no, nah, OD, like five. It's getting weird because <laughs> a lot of people are presenting their YouTube content yeah. in the form as podcasts. Okay. Now, there are some of those, I, I, don't, I guess you could call them shows, mm -hmm. that don't have an audio tip, right? Like, you can't go find them on Apple Podcasts. You can't go find them on Spotify. Okay. But I am... I, I think I, I've started to follow the people that are new to the space. Funny Marco, I don't know if if we consider him. I don't he's know. Like he, a, like a he's like a personality. He's like isn't he like a Drewski? Yeah, he's sort of like a Drewski. Okay. He's like a he's um he's always oh, he did an interview okay. with the the girl that did the interview with Drake, Bobby. Okay. And um Oh I think you know what I'm um, Yeah, they were like I, sitting he, in bed. He, he's my complexion. Okay. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I you know, know what I'm talking about. I think about? I'm yeah. I follow him. Did he uh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Yeah, but somebody in that space just had like a lawsuit with their management company or something. I don't know if it was him, so I could be wrong. So we don't I'm not gotta acknowledge sure. that. I'm not but sure. But all right, cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But does he do podcasting? Is he a podcaster or is he just he, like a personality? He I, I'm I'm gonna look up in a second if I see like he he does a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. with interviews mm -hmm. and celebrities. Okay. He's it so I don't know. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the space is getting real conflated. 
Like everybody is just pouring into, it's like if you're talking to a microphone, you're automatically a podcaster. If you record it and put it onto like streaming audio platforms, you're automatically a podcaster. But I would still f- stand firm. Yeah, yeah. Savon don't like that shit. And say, <laughs> no, because like, like Carisha, right? Like Carisha. Okay. Oh, you mad. She's not a podcaster. She's <laughs> yes, she great is. at what she does. Yes, she is. She has a, a show. Yeah. I don't view her oh, yeah, as a think, podcaster. I don't think she calls it a podcast. That, but. It's but just called Carisha, please. I think she wins podcast awards. Oh, I think she's she on the okay, podcast okay. like platform. So I get it. She's distributing the audio from her show, but I don't view her, and I don't think she would view herself as a podcaster. I just think it's one of the names that you just have to take on. Like when we first started podcasting, I hated when people call me a podcaster. Then I started to realize, like, yo, hey, it's just it's just one of the things you do. And let me tell you why I consider her a podcaster. Shit. <laughs> You know, I do a lot of research because we are in this space, mm-hmm. and especially on the Apple Music charts, you know, because Need to Know floats on there. Thank y'all for supporting. And I had an aha moment the other day. She was ranked at like eight at that day or at that time, because, you know, it's constantly moving yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. But I realized her last interview was in like June. We're in July as we're recording at the mm-hmm. end of July. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you're at eight <clears throat> at, at the end of July... And you haven't put anything out. That means people are watching your shit, bro. Carisha? Yeah. Yeah, she put mad a, people are watching. I didn't realize how massive. I, I, I can't. Yeah, people love her show. Yeah, but because bro. people are watching doesn't make you a podcaster. Oh, Wait, we, so uh, why so is she... Break it down for me. Why is she not a podcaster? Yeah, you break it down for me. I'm confused. Well, first off, I think her show is meant to be just that, a show. I think it's a, a, a web series, a TV show. I think they actually put it on Revolt. Right. She also has the backing of a TV network. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think they even have a podcast division. And if they do, I think they're flushing it out. They're developing the podcast division over on Revolt. Over Volt. Gotcha. You know, I know they have like the drink champs. They just tag their name on it. First off, drink champs got like 18 deals. Okay. Yeah, audio, yeah. Like, uh, audio, audio, deal, video, video, mass deal, appeal, yeah. black effect. Like, get money, get money. They're in a whole different space. <laughs> Them niggas is like, if whoring was the the the, the term for what they're like, they're whoring the system and salute to them. Shout out to Nori, right? Please get the money. But when it comes to Carisha, I just don't think she would even view herself as somebody who's a podcast. I think podcasting takes a little bit of, um, I want to say versatility. And when I say versatility, I mean, like, we have to be the host. We have to be the producers. We have to be the creators, you know, and and maybe because we're doing it on an independent scale, right? We're not on a network. It may look and Mm -hmm. feel a little bit different. But again, I just think she is such a large personality. She gets the big guests. She has the backing. Um, and she just distributes the audio. And so for that reason, we say, oh, this is a podcast. But I don't look at her, and I don't think she looks at herself as a podcaster. Like, I'm not going to put her up against somebody like, let's say, The Read. The Read podcast. What is she doing right? with numbers, though? Or even See The Thing Is, right? <laughs> see The Thing Is. But numbers mean nothing to you. Um, no, numbers don't mean anything. I think mm-hmm. when you have an audience and you have the backing and you yeah. have the machine and you have the support and you're literally fucking the nigga that owns the network <laughs> and can just put you in positions, yeah, I think. And let me not even just put it on her say. fucking ditty. Like, yeah. she's dope. She's fucking great. She's yeah, awesome. Yeah, but we've also had conversations over the years of how when celebrities try to come into this space, yeah. it's not the easiest thing. So yeah, I, I do want to give her it. her credit. I did. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm saying, not saying he, you did. She yeah. is great, but he just yeah. doesn't see her as a podcaster. Is The Breakfast Club a podcast? The Breakfast Club is a radio show first. But they win podcast awards. They distribute it as a podcast. If you yeah. look on the podcast charts, yeah. they're always charting. But yeah. they're not a podcast. 
their radio show who distribute their audio on podcast platforms. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. Carisha's thing is a YouTube show that also has audio. So technically, bro, it is a podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to figure <laughs> so out. So is The Breakfast Club a podcast? After being a radio show, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we just have to take it's our name. Is it both? It's like both? It's both. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. You have to be. Your These radio, lines are all so blurred. They're so blurred. We're always going to have to be like, yeah. okay, yeah, they're both. Like, yeah, and also I feel like... A lot of um, podcasts are either guest-based or kind of do what we do, right? Mm -hmm. As to where, like, we have to keep the retention rate of people listening to us mm -hmm. without a guest yeah. or someone mm -hmm. prominent. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I think some people maybe get it a little confused. Like, yo, you know, this, if this person does a bunch of guest-based interviews, they're just doing a, some sort of variety show just to show what in actuality, this all shit just looks different. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think uh, what Savon said, like, you know how your your point was like podcasting, it, mm -hmm. you have to be like, you have to have variety, you have to be the producer, mm -hmm. you have to be, the, I don't know. I think that is just like people like us doing it all of our, all ourselves. If you have the backing and you're just a podcast host, let's say you're like some, like these two white girls that talk about like crime, mm -hmm. but they have everything. They're still podcast hosts. Like yeah. I think just because you have the backing doesn't mean that. Yeah. So I was wrong. I misspoke when I said that. That sweat equity got saved on tight, boy. No. <laughs> He's like, we're the real podcasters. Yeah. Like, I've been doing this Which five we years. Are. Which I would say, yeah, people like us yeah, are the real sure. podcasters. I just think it's the packaging of whatever the product is. And so for Carisha, please, I, I view it again. I keep going back and I, I'm saying the same thing. I think she's a show. It's a show that repurposes agree. the audio for an audio experience, an audio saying. listenership. It's not like, I don't think her and her team go into the production meetings, pre-production and says, hey, we are going to make a podcast. Right. I think they say, we're going to make a show with impact, with our guest. And then we have the luxury of repurposing I agree. this. Now, it's almost like academics in his stream. Yeah. I think he says, I'm going to get drunk, mm -hmm. drink a gallon of Hennessy for 18 hours straight, <laughs> and then I'm going to repurpose this into my YouTube channel. Yeah. I don't think he goes into it, or maybe he does. Like, this is for YouTube content. Now, respectfully, I feel like you are on the creator side of things a lot with this yeah. because you do work in podcasting constantly. The other side of that, Savon, is what do you tell the person that doesn't give a fuck about how it was produced or manufactured? What do you tell the person that when they open up the purple iPhone mm -hmm. uh, podcast app in their phone and they see in the podcast app that there's a podcast in there under Carisha, please? They're going to treat it as a podcast. You know what I'm saying? So maybe how what we're a part of make us view it a little bit differently. But to a casual listener, they're going to be like, oh, okay, a podcast for my road trip. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But yeah, no, you're right. From a technical standpoint up top, like no one's thinking about it like well, that. Well, you know, I, I'm not a surface nigga. I, 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 know. You know, I don't think you like got, these surface like, level <laughs> people. Like, I don't want to talk to them. Snickers. I don't want to hear from them. I don't like... Snickers under the sea level. Nah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad we actually started there because it brought me to where I kind of wanted to go. Mm -hmm. I told you I was going to mention Sway a little bit earlier. Um, and it's got me thinking about new media versus old media. Drake... It's Drake season right now. I don't know it if really y'all feel is. it. I don't know if y'all see it. Yeah. It affected us. We didn't even want to promote our mixer the night that he was in New York City. Because we figured all of the attention is going to be going to his show. <laughs> and we were like, we need all the eyes on this shit. Yeah. So we, as a fucking independent indie small podcast, felt the effects of Drake being in the city. Yeah, man. Um, but as much as he's in the city, he's also in the headlines. Mm -hmm. And Ebro, Elliot Wilson, those two guys come to mind first. 
um, speaking on Drake, his his likeness, his involvement with the culture, mm. with uh, black outlets, with black people, a ton of stuff to cover over there. But where I landed on Sway is the old media versus the new media and how I feel that some of the older media or traditional media is struggling in this personality-based landscape of podcasting in hip-hop media. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I want to blame mm-hmm. Joe Budden. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Joe fucked it up. And I want to blame Charlamagne the God. And I want to blame Cardi B. Really? And I want to blame DJ Academics. Yeah, everybody just getting shots right now. And I'm not saying this for the worst, because mm-hmm. personally, it's a lot more enjoyable for me as a consumer mm-hmm. to listen to people who are entertaining compared to some of the more traditional personalities. It doesn't mean that I want them to, you know, evaporate or be extinct, yeah. Yeah. because I think everybody serves a purpose. But I've been following Elliot Wilson very closely my entire career in this space. Mm-hmm. Fellow Capricorn, as y'all all know, I have <laughs> a fucking Rolodex of all the successful Capricorns in my head. Oh my goodness. He's one That's of sick. those. We actually share the same birthday. So I look oh, at shit. Elliot with a lot of reverence <laughs> and I respect you his You know, craft, social security number two. And I respect, oh, we're like, damn, I, don't <laughs> I respect what that guy does. What waist he wearing jeans? He looks like he's about a 34. Oh, keep it going. You know, he goes up and down <laughs> and weighs sometimes a little chunky in the face. He had an answer for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, just I pay say, attention. You know, say. I move. <laughs> so Elliot, recently I feel like the complex list, you know, there was a list that came out a few weeks ago, maybe months at this point. That ruffled some feathers. That ruffled a lot of feathers in the media game where they I think the top five was Joe, Academic, Charlemagne, Gilly, and I can't remember five. Nori? Five might have been Nori, right? Nori, something like that. Yeah, probably. Gilly and Wallow and then Nori. Yeah, I think that was the five rounded out. Mm-hmm. But then outside of the five, we had our Elliot Wilsons, we had Sways, we had uh Vlad. Um, Carisha, we had a lot of people mm-hmm. um, that are just in this space. Some of the people that were outside of the top five, I would consider traditional media. Some of the people outside of the top five lack personality. Which is, which is, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm not even mad at, well, who am I to talk because it's not like I even could be on the list or I, I get it. You could it. be. No, not right now. Okay, let's, just not, there. let's not do that. Like, not right now. But I get but what you're saying. I'm not even mad at that because even me as a journalist, I'm not sitting here like, oh my God, where are the journalists at the top? Because wasn't the list name complex, whatever, best media like mm-hmm. of 2023 like right. not journalists so, yeah not journalists like mm-hmm. i don't yeah if if they weren't the most popular it's fine like mm-hmm. if joe budden really put up the most astronomical numbers out of everybody then he deserved number one you know you know what i think is tough for maybe some um older acts from older media i think it's hard for them to kind of get out of what they were taught mm-hmm. because for so long that is how they broke through in this industry mm-hmm. right like before the blogs, or yeah, honestly, right before the blogs, people like Elliot Wilson and other journalists, they were, you know, they were doing things like write-ups and articles, right, which was more traditional print. Mm-hmm. I feel like back then everybody had an opinion, or everybody was already a personality, and mm-hmm. the iPhones weren't a thing. So the way to cut through was to be that studious, that that type of character that was very um, mal-mannered. Mm-hmm. and could talk to and you very professional I could talk to you like they did Good Morning America or something like that yeah. and I think they it's very hard for them to break out of it because that's what worked yeah they're like this is how, what, how it's supposed to be yeah 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 and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but I think seeing how Elliot in particular has 
like he's kind of owned this spicy version of himself, as he called it, right? Spicy Elliot. Hey. He's trying to like he's throwing shots, he's throwing darts, he's making it be known how he feels about himself. He's going around. I think somebody had actually mentioned that. Um, fuck, I wish I remember that. And we got to be better at this too. I got to be better at this mm. personally. Mm. Uh, just sourcing myself. Mm. But there was an artist or someone who said that Sway was the goat. Oh of no, yeah, little baby. Yeah, I was gonna Rallo, bring it up once. Oh, just to like reference Rallo, one spicy thing. Oh wait, what? Sorry, Rallo Rodriguez. Wait, what? Rallo Rodriguez. Oh, I thought it was Lil Baby. Oh, were they talking together? They were together. Okay, yeah. so they were talking together, and then the question was, oh, who's like the best, your favorite hip hop journalist? And they said Sway. And then Elliot Wilson quoted that tweet and was like, and I took that personally, which is a meme, but you know, that's what he said. And I took that personally, <laughs> meaning he thinks that he should have been the answer to that. So with the, he's just been having these moments. Like that wasn't like the only moment like that these yeah. past few weeks. So yeah, that's what we're talking about. Also, and I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I also oh, saw him oh, mention, okay. I also saw him mention that um, like the discourse around the types of interviews that Angie Martinez or Sway gives was a quote unquote, like comfort interviews. Mm. And he said that? Yeah. Like Elliot Wilson said yeah, that? Yeah, he said that. And that's kind of been like the discourse. Like Yo, he kinda, Elliot. Oh, wait, so wait, chill. what does he mean? What does he mean by that? That's though? what I'm about to get into, right? Okay, sorry, so no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I think, I think like, see, Lil Baby and Rallo Rodriguez, right? If you don't know who Rallo Rodriguez is, that is Lil Baby's artist. People like that, like artists, they want to speak to people, right? But they want to feel comfortable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think a lot of the times because um, certain maybe maybe certain journalists or people in the media space are so eager to do their checklist of who's your top five. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, like who's your inspiration in rap? Granted, may, there are a lot of people that might want to know the origins of mm -hmm. these stories, mm -hmm. but artists and celebrities, the people that actually sit down to these media people and maybe why Lil Baby or Rollo would say that is because, yo, bro, they feel good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like it's manufactured I, i've done interviews before on a, on a very calm level and i'm a great speaker mm -hmm. i love to express myself but when it's done and not kind of like so where are you from how are you how it's it's mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really prone for the best type I mean, of experience i feel like, I feel like mad people can agree that interviews like that aren't like the best interviews like mm -hmm. we all would like listen to something like that and be like oh this was like a really dry interview mm. so like the experts like angie and sway and people that have been doing this for so long i i just want to know what what he meant by comfort interviews did he mean that it was a good thing yeah like, okay okay because like, i'm like that is the that is the top of the top like I, yeah but in this whole new media space a comfort uh, interview could have like a bad connotation on it why? What's, because yeah, you're coming from. everything is about challenging the subject. Yeah, you want to challenge who you're talking to. So in a comfort interview, if somebody, or? if 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 I was labeled right, let's say you and I, we're we we weren't doing this podcast together. You was over in your field doing your thing. I was over in mine doing my thing. And we interviewed the same type of artist. Mm -hmm. And somebody labeled me the guy who was comfortable, right? Like. This is the person I want to speak to when I know I'm not going to be challenged on my bullshit, when I know, I know I'm not going to be challenged on, you know, my mishaps, um, on my artistry. I know I'm just not going to be challenged in a way that where if they sat down with you mm. and you gave them a little bit more pushback on, all right, so your last album, you sold 250,000 copies. This year, you sold 80,000 copies. Why do you think that was? Like, that's uh, a very oh, uncomfortable conversation to have uh, compared to mm. my style. If I was in that space, I would probably just look on, I would give them the benefit of the doubt. 
right? Yeah. I would draw the silver lining and be like, look, yeah, sure, you did 250 last time. This time you did 80,000, but it's probably because of COVID and the pandemic. Like, I would give them a built-in excuse mm. because it's a little bit more comfortable speaking to me compared to somebody who's going to challenge them on, yo, why your shit flop? See, I disagree. I think the comfort interviewers, like, where they strive at, right? Like, the Angies, the big boys, the Sways. Yeah. I think the comfort lies in how the energy in the room feels. That too. Which, that's which, yeah, that's, right. how, that's how I'm interpreting it. Right. I didn't interpret yeah. it as in like the interview, I'm just comfortable. I'm only right. asking like the safe questions. Right. I didn't inter like uh, interpret it as that. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like comfortable. Like, yeah. oh, they're so comfortable. They're opening up everything. Right. Like, Y'all better not yeah. get me in trouble with the OGs. What happened? Nah, I didn't even finish what I was saying. Which, Wait, which, which then adds to how a person will respond, right? So okay. I personally have seen Big Boy and Angie Ask some pretty like sharp questions, but whoever they're interviewing recently, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I can't think about no, it, but yeah, I've seen Angie it. Martinez because yes. I love her. She she has her podcast. She calls Absolutely. it a podcast, um, IRL in real life, and she asks like the deep like, yeah. oh, so what happened with your divorce, like that type of stuff. Yes, but it the the environment the is so intimate and mm -hmm. comfortable mm -hmm. and like nice that like they open up to her exactly. Like, and it, I she's thought that's anomaly though. Yeah. That's Angie why is she's like, the goat. But Angie okay? is like one of one. Like, she is the goat. That is her you. special. Uh, that is her specialty. Like yeah. making people feel comfortable to talk to her. Another yeah. Capricorn, by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't even I, know. I got that. it. Yeah, you got, got it. You got it. You got I'm it. sorry. I got not, it. Like, not, yeah, what are you yeah, sorry yeah, for, yeah, nigga? Yeah, yeah. Zodiac. I'm just throwing that out there. But I think Angie is an anomaly. I see Big Boy do it. I think Big Boy. He's great at what he does too. Um, and, and all of these people that we're talking about are great. Like, yeah. Let's let's not do that. Yeah, but no, 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 I just want to compare some of the the newer media to the old media, okay. and why mm -hmm. I feel like you know Elliot, even Ebro. Mm -hmm. I would consider Ebro older media, even though he's. Oh yeah. You well, know his, what I'm saying? Yeah, his username is Old Man Ebro. Yeah, that nigga. <laughs> old, that nigga is kind of old. Well, but that's these, his thing. Like you know, these people are like you know. I think they're engaging or attempting. Or realizing the landscape of media has changed, but you got to be a little bit more personality driven. Like honestly, that's why I appreciate what it is that we do, mm -hmm. because no matter how big or small our audience is, like they're here for us, because we don't have the guest. Right. You know, we don't really do cross promotion, and we don't have the guest. So anybody who's listening to us, especially at this point in the podcast, you know, uh, this many episodes and this many changes, transitions, breaks, fucking divorces, yeah. beef, whatever the fuck you want to call it, if you're here listening to us. Is based off the premise of fucking with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Compared to and 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 not even to compare it, but that just tells me that all right, they could hate everything that comes out of my mouth. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're here for Alex. Maybe they're here for Reggie. Regardless, they're here for somebody and some things, the personality of what it is that we do, the dynamic yeah. of who we are, not necessarily because we have their favorite artists on or their favorite media personality. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think the older generation, they necessarily didn't have that. Right. And I think, again, let's take Angie out of it. Let's take all of these goats out of it. I don't want to put names on anyone, but there's a few who, if they didn't have my favorite artists on their platform, I'm not checking oh. for them. Oh, like we're not listening Excuse for you. them. I'm like, not. You okay. know, I respect what they do yeah, yeah, and their yeah, craft yeah. and their art. But if you didn't have my favorite artists on your platform. But you can't stand alone. It's crickets for your mm -hmm. content. And I think they realize that. Which gives the Elliots and the Ebros and some of the people who've been a little bit more personality driven and vocal, I think it's forcing them to be like this because the landscape is saying, oh shit, Gillian Wallow going viral every week. Yeah. Oh shit, Joe Budden has a chokehold on the Apple charts. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, Charlemagne, yeah, he's transitioning. He may not be the same, but the fabric of who he is is so built in to like 
being identifiable with the wild Charlemagne or the 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 reckless Charlemagne, that his spot is kind of here to stay. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, Reggie. As a um, you actually went to school to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. Do you remember some of them rules? <laughs> Cause, yes. Because I, I had to learn. No, there's literally like <laughs> okay. a code of ethics when it comes to journalism okay. that you have to adhere to to be a journalist. Like right, right. the way that you go about things. That's that's why, like I said, when we talked about academics, like I don't think of him as a journalist because, yes, he deserves his props for like building up his fan base and like, you know, reporting on certain things. But like the way that he goes about certain things is not always ethical, which right. is why which is why I mentioned that. Right. And like I just want to say in the conversation, like. Recently, what Ellie Wilson or like all these people, Ebro, have been like, you know, tweeting about, about stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I don't know what you know their headspace is in. No comment on that. Like as of right now, but like in general, I do respect the people that just didn't need to rely on their like crazy personality to have like a like their show, like their interview. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I respect like people who just. Just like did the work like that at that at mm-hmm. that point like I respect that I just wanted to like put that in there for sure and isn't one of kind of I could be wrong correct me because you know the rules <laughs> like isn't one of the rules not not to get too personal and like, I could be wrong be- don't they want you to kind of like it's not about you that's yeah. definitely that's definitely isn't that like the whole thing? yeah when yeah. I read like a profile or like like or like a cover interview of like somebody let's say like Lori Harvey was a cover star and then we read this long profile on her if I see that journalist writing about themselves so much like oh yeah I went to Lori Harvey's house she invited mm. me but she, like a blog like I sent her me that's <laughs> not journalism like so yeah. I get Alex is right like that I, see, I don't consider that journalism it's not about Ball's you point, like, yeah I think yeah. that's what what the, the plateau they're meeting and, and, uh, and then say what I'm saying but yeah. now they're trying they're realizing like yeah. oh shit I kind of want to be a personality yeah. you almost need yeah. it to survive unless you are so, like, built remain, in yeah. like an Angie you know like Angie Sway mm. Even Elliot, they're all built in. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all are not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Y'all are going to have your position as long as you want your position. You don't have to conform to the landscape of what media is today. Absolutely. Whereas the three of us, if we get here and we just report the facts mm-hmm. and we don't give any personality, <laughs> y'all like, know nothing about me. <laughs> like, y'all niggas, like, shit, we're yeah. done. You and, get what I'm saying? And, and not for nothing, traditional media is dying out, right? Like, we, Absolutely. We talk about how people are watching less yeah. and less um, TV, mm-hmm. how they're listening. They're to not lo- buying magazines. They're not bag- buying magazines they're listening to less radio potentially right so for people like that it's tough because now they're realizing like Savon just said damn somebody can get their pov off on a stream yeah they can go live stream and go like how academic does right yeah. he br- he puts his two cents in on topic so i do feel like their, their back is maybe against the wall a little bit but i'm gonna be honest with you if i was taught a certain it's gonna be hard for you to kind of break out of that because yeah. now it, it feels unnatural it's, to it's do little, shit. Also because he crummy. found so much success being yeah. a traditional journalist. Like he was really like doing everything, getting all the covers, interviewing everybody. And now he's like, wait, I have to stream? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like what the fuck? Well, also like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Elliot either because I don't know what it, Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is what he really is trying to do. It does seem like it, but we don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm just kind of like... See, that's I that journalist shit. I you're doing that journalist shit. That's that journalist. And I love that you're doing yeah. that because you're going to keep <laughs> yeah. the essence of what because it is I, to be a journalist. Basically, exactly. we're 
like if we listen back to this conversation like it seems like we're trying to speak for him like oh you're trying to be like the new guys when he never said that you know exactly it's, yeah you're right and but we're just having a conversation maybe so we I should shut it. the fuck up on that point no because <laughs> no, no. that was a great point like nigga we don't know what this nigga's thinking but it just looks different it feels different from following him and, yeah. and being a fan of some of his work it just seems like all right maybe he's trying to insert his name in that race of being a personality driven or or expanding his personality in his content game because bro you gotta think. Like these niggas up, L. I'm fucking like I, I can't sleep at night because I'm thinking like, all right, these people are immovable. Like you're not gonna move a Joe, you're not gonna move a Gilly Wallow, you're not gonna move some of these people out of these positions, Charlemagne, because they are who they are. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing is, so one of the things that I learned and I admired so much when I was working as like a, a on set producer for Joe. Mm-hmm. We would do some of these one-on-one interviews. And Alex, you was there too for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But, and honestly, outside of just his one-on-one interviews, even when we had artists come to the studio to work with Joe, I always thought how fascinating it was and how, you know, unless you were a rapper, you would never be able to duplicate an interview done by somebody who's been in that experience. I'll take it a step further. The double quarter pounder with cheese isn't just a meal, it's a whole experience. I know my double quarter pounder was made fresh because I can feel that heat coming through the bag. Real burger experts know exactly what they're getting when they pull up to that McDonald's drive-thru. A double quarter pounder with cheese. Looking at a juicy double quarter pounder with cheese is almost as good as eating it. Almost. A double quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's is the only thing that will satisfy my burger cravings. Get a drip that's as fire as your drip when you order a double quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. You can see the difference in relief on a lot of those celebrities and artists' face faces when we were on set with Joe because they knew how it was going to go. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I know there's been a lot of discourse on the internet about Drake sitting down with a young lady, a, a, a TikToker. Her name is Bobby. I don't know her last name. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I know there's been a lot of discourse around that. Like, is she above age? She's got to be above. Oh yeah, it wasn't no weird. She looks like a little kid. No, no, it wasn't no weird. She just looks no weird. She looks like not weird. No, no, she's she's like a grown lady. She is. Yeah, she's just short. She's like the. She got the Andy Milanakis shit going on. Yeah, she's aging. What that motherfucker looks like? She's aging backwards. But she looks mad fucking young. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the discourse this week around that was people were surprised at the fact that Drake did another interview with her, and. For lack of a better word, people just felt like it wasn't a serious interview. Um, who yeah, who was like, um, did you say like it, it got backlash mm-hmm. or what did you say? Was that was a discourse. Like oh. who was a discourse from though? Like did anybody Different. have a problem with it? Old media. Oh, That's what I'm saying. These like, old who, niggas. People, people picked Wait, it up. Who the, what, he bro picked it up. Oh, was the it a bunch of people spoke, that yeah, said breakfast that? Okay, I was like, oh, it. who, who yeah. didn't like it? Breakfast Club spoke about it. on. Oh, they were like, oh, what is this? High 97 spoke about it. Ebro in the morning. Yeah, they spoke about it already. But why would they like it? Cause it's just silly. Who cares? But yeah. that is. What I don't get they, why they are hating on. They it. I wake don't get up it. every morning, and let me not say that we're hoping for these opportunities. Yeah. But like, they want to drink. Their whole interview. infrastructure is built on interviewing these artists. Okay. Yeah. And if you could never get the biggest artist in the world, 
and he's going on these fucking cupcake <laughs> interviews. Fuck you too. Like, I don't think of course. It, no, I don't I think don't it's cupcake. I, I see clearly that Drake is doing. He did an interview with like Lil Yachty. He did one with his son Adonis. With like, I'm sorry, I don't know, like some personality <laughs> and this Bobby girl in bed. Like it was like I clearly see he's just doing a little jokey joke. It's fine. Like I'm not gonna be salty. Like I think we learn more from Drake when he does these types of interviews. Yeah, because he just be talking like he yes. just be saying random stuff. We get to like, see his oh, guard. We get no. to see. We get to see his guard down. We get to see, like, we, yeah, we see he's a performer. He's performative. He's you don't performing. think he performed when, he, when he sat down, down with Elliot and Ab- B Dot? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, but okay. I think Elliot and B Dot <laughs> can ask the question that even if he is performing, right. we're going to get something of substance in hip hop and the culture from it. Oh, yeah. We did learn a lot from their rap. But we don't get shit when he does these fucking lollipop interviews. What do people Did you want? watch but, them, though? But sometimes he'd be talking sometimes. about his life. But what do people want? People need to understand this is just what happens. I don't Bro. see. I, hold on. I don't see them getting tight. With Beyonce and the rest of them that don't do interviews with people, because she doesn't do it at all. So all it's right, like so if you're not going to do it, either. if you're not going to do it at all, then keep that same energy. I always go back to saying keep that same energy. Yeah. Don't go sit down with fucking Millie Bobby Jones and then come <laughs> over here and say, oh, I don't fuck with anybody in the culture. Because even if it's not with a rap radar, again, we hold them to the highest of standards when it comes to quality interviews, right? Like, and I think that's their lane, and that's why I think. They've been struggling with the personalities because we've seen Rap Radar be the GOAT. Bro, they interviewed Jay-Z, Will Smith, and Drake within like a year span. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is a legendary run. Mm-hmm. And everybody in between. They got Nicki one of the Minaj, best yeah, everybody. Nipsey interviews. Like They had an amazing run. So that's what we look at Elliot for. Right? With Drake, he doesn't give us anything. I think I think that's on purpose. If you I'm listen, not mad if you, at it. I'm not you, mad at it. Like, if you listen to the Yachty interview, I'm, I'm, if you, I'm, I'm mad at that. If you listen to the Yachty interview, we learned a lot, bro. He, we did. He said we, he we, walked in a room and felt like a woman with big breasts. Yeah, that but, was like but, five seconds you're, you're, you're being surface though. Nigga talking about he looks like but, a titty. But you're being a biracial titty. But you're being surface level with that, right? Because another fan would take that and go, "Oh wow, like my favorite rapper doesn't feel like he's the man all the time. He's just like me." Like he it, doesn't feel seen. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, feel I like, don't think Drake feels like the man all the time. Like, I don't know what he feels. Just like how you was talking about Elliot, we don't know. I don't know what I that d- nigga feels. I feel. don't think that <laughs> anytime that Drake <laughs> does, anytime Drake does an interview, I don't think he has to do it with like a professional journalist. I just don't think. I don't care. Like, just do whatever you want. Like, if he wants to make content, if he wants to sit down with a random YouTuber, I think that's fine. Some like, of that shit is too serious. I'm man. not I don't, mad, but like, just balance. You gotta be balanced. Like Every, sometimes you want to say everything in the world. I think requires balance. But, but and if you're a rapper, and a lot of people, I know the old heads, they hate this. He's a top five rapper of all time. Whatever you want to put it. Oh yeah. Whether you want to uh, say yeah. artist, anything. I'm sorry. Like he's top five. Yeah, that is Some what it people is. have him top one, That's top fine. two, top three. Like however you want to slice Armand. it. He is a staple <laughs> in fucking hip hop, especially rap. as an artist. Absolutely. And so if you're going to give yourself to the media. Why not give it to the culture and the people that Little Yachty's a part of the culture? Little Yachty's a part he of the didn't culture. Give him a fucking interview. Yeah, he bro. did. Yo, I think we need to, bro. He spoke about potentially retiring in that interview. He spoke about being a father in that interview. He spoke about feeling like the big ass titty in that interview, which was insecurity. Did Little Yachty challenge what? him on anything? 
I mean, he didn't. I mean, sort of he did though. I don't remember it. I would have to rewatch it. But yes, you're right. Him and Little Yachty are close. They're friends. Yeah, I know. That's like, I but we still learn something. It, also, but we you, still learn something. Do you always have to be challenged? Or they were just yes. talking about life. Yeah, bro. Don't say they How always you about to challenge, have to be challenged. Y'all want to challenge like, this nigga's life. <laughs> like, what the they fuck? They were just talking about life. And that's nice too. Like, as a Drake fan, people want to see that too. Mm. Like, him but just I, talking. I think he's just at a point where. And he he like his brand is being vulnerable. Let me give you another perspective when you finish. His brand is that, and it's like okay, let's put you in a position where like I would love, and this could be my bias, but just knowing how much of a fan he is of Drake, knowing the history that he has with Drake, knowing that they even had a back and forth, having women in common, they just the the, the careers kind of intersected at some point. They yeah. intertwined at some point. Joe and Drake. Oh, right. I would love to see a Joe and Drake interview. And again, I, I said bias. Fuck dope. that. Go sit down with Rory and Maul. Mm. Maul has a, a, a relationship with Drake. Rory, he grew up. I'm pretty sure Drake is the soundtrack to Rory's life. Mm. Because Rory and I aren't too far from the same age. So I know what Drake did for me growing up, being in college, being in high school. I could imagine some of the questions that Rory may have for Drake. Maul may have for Drake. Like, if even if you don't want to go to the combative personalities like a Charlemagne, like a Joe, like a Gillian Wallow. And even I think he would do an amazing interview with Gillian Wallow. I'm just like somebody of the culture who's in rap, who could talk to certain nuances that fucking Billie Eilish can't. Wait, I think, like, I think, I mean, did you watch the new interview? No. Or are you just like judging? I don't know if it's out. I only saw snippets. I like saw why, clips. Why would Rory Amal's interview or... Mm -hmm. I, I do agree the Joe interview will be fine. I, like, why would these people be better? Actually, never I mind. Think, I just answered my own question. I, think I, <laughs> I just I, answered, I, I agree I, with you. What was your answer? Like, I, I was asking, like, wait, why do you want to see, like, a Rory interview versus, like, anybody else? Like, mm -hmm. he's just kind of, it, let's call them in, in, internet personalities. He's basically doing interviews with internet personalities. So I'm mm -hmm. like, why is this different? But then I thought about, like, I'm like, oh, that would be I, better. I think he would give all of them a fake interview. We've seen we've seen we've seen Drake publicly troll Joe, whether it be a pool party or anything like that. We've seen how Drake is thirty six years old. And he be so unserious with like media and stuff. <laughs> Drake is thirty six years old. I feel like I'm getting older. He got about ten years on me. Do y'all think that Drake doesn't realize that he's getting older? So if I'm Drake and I know that I'm getting older, why would I keep wanna going back to old niggas respectfully? I'm getting old. Rory and Maul are not old niggas. I mean, bro, respectfully. Gillian Wallow. Gillian Wallow, you look at, from a media you're, standpoint, you're doing, are not old you're, niggas. You're doing Savon Brain. I'm going, look, he sat with little Yachty. He's about 25. And he sat with this Bobby girl that you didn't even think was of age. See where I'm getting at. I think he's trying to get the newer kids that know him already or not as familiar, bro. Like, he done already gave Elliot Wilson them in the interviews. He done already spoke to everybody else, bro. I think bro. he's like, just having fun. Yeah, he's having, and who do you have fun with? Like, a lot of the oldest shit, respectfully, like, that shit is not fun to him. Who who else has Little Yachty interviewed? But they're friends. I don't know. I just actually... Kai Sanat. He interviewed Kai Sanat? He did. And it has almost a million views. Because of who? Yachty or Kai Sanat? Both. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Like, I want you to address the age point I'm trying to make. I think Drake realizes that he is 36 years old. Okay. And that that's not going, old. 
Uh, but bro, in music it is, bro. You know I don't think that's old. Come on, walk with me, bro. You know I don't think 36 is old. I'm talking about being a prominent rapper in this okay. space. Yes. You feel me? Like being a prominent rapper in this space, bro. Why would I want to keep going back to the older people respectfully? All of them are talented. I'm not, this doesn't take from what they do, what they mm -hmm. bring to the table. I'm saying if I'm I heard a song on his last album with 21 Savage. Uh Jumbo shit popping. Some shit like that. Jumbotron mm -hmm. shit. Jumbotron popping. shit popping, right? <laughs> That shit sounds like all of that new shit right now, that new rap. Mm -hmm. In my brain, I go, okay, Drake Drake is trying to keep up. He's hanging with Yachty. He's painting his nails. Like, he's keeping up with the young shit. Like, I don't think Drake's mind is in what is the rest of the older media doing today. I don't, he don't want to go chat with I, them. I just, I think- You feel me? When you get to a certain level, and you had brought up Beyonce a little bit earlier, yeah. I think people of that magnitude don't want to put themselves in danger. And- when you go to a platform, essentially you give them the rights to use that interview however they want. Like the Rap Radar interview, it got teased. I don't know if y'all remember, but they recorded it and then they teased it for maybe two or three weeks before they actually dropped it. And a lot of people that I know who work in the space were saying because it was so many things that his team wanted edited out. Mm -hmm. Now, Elliot and B-Dot is going to behoove them to listen to whatever Drake's team says, hey, pull this, pull that. Right. Because they want to remain, you know, keep that relationship. So what's the point of going? Right? But if you go on a radio <laughs> station, you don't have that authority or that power or control to dictate, yo, Ebro, pull this out of my interview. Yo, Charlemagne, pull this out of my interview. You're going to get what you're going to get. Sway. It's, it's, it's cut. It's that's to an just extent. what it is. It's to an extent. No, it, that's what it is. You think Birdman wanted to no, no, no. uh, put respect Res on my name to be you know, out there into the world. You know, I work in radio. A lot of that stuff you see is pre-recorded. Of course. But, but, but then you can edit it. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> yes, but it's up to the radio station's yeah. discretion to edit it. Absolutely. Whereas if Drake went on a platform like that where he doesn't have the final say or the control, then he doesn't put himself in positions to go on those platforms. Per yes, it can be edited. Thank you. But it's at the discretion of the platform. And I think any platform that know Drake is walking into the building, they're going to adhere to whatever he wants to do. Not a, not a Charlemagne. I think a Charlemagne. Not an Ebro. I think of you, bro. Absolutely not. Huh? Absolutely not. If it's pre-recorded? Pre Absolutely if not. If it's pre-recorded, I think so. Absolutely not. Then that's why he don't go talk I, to them. Exactly. So now we're exactly. Yeah. And now we landed exactly like, so, so, so that's it, why he doesn't so, talk to so them. So who needs to change, though? Is it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it media or is it Drake? Drake! I don't think so. It's man. a lot of these artists who don't want to be challenged, who if don't want to be exposed, who don't want to be seen in a certain light. Look at Travis Scott. Yeah. Look at Party Next Door. Look at The Weeknd. Look at Beyonce. Look at all these megastars yeah. who don't put themselves in a position of danger because if you come down here to the normal people, right, I'm going to talk to you like a normal person. I'm going to ask you think everything the that the common folks may want to know, and now I'm going to put you in a line nah. of fire that you I, may I think, not be ready to be I, seen I think they, I, they think they talk to him like a tiger at the zoo, actually. I think it's the complete opposite. I don't, oh. I don't think that they talk to him. The, the older media talk, look at him as a spectacle. Do you see mm -hmm. how cool, calm, and collective Miss Bobby was? <laughs> Did you see how unfazed Yachty was because they have a... Like, bro, we've never seen it, so we don't know. That, but, I, but because I saw it, I could tell you. <laughs> I saw that, bro. And what I saw was... Yo, they're not as pressed as a lot of that should be, bro. They're not. It's calm. I don't think it's pressed. I think we just haven't had the opportunity to do it. It's not pressed. That's we only see these artists on their come up. And once that star ascends to a certain level of fame, they don't come back down. That's fair. You get what I'm saying? Like, the J. Cole interview on The Breakfast Club is one of the best interviews on that platform. He was on his ascension. He was coming up. He was talking that real shit. I don't think he'll ever go back to that platform Why? again. Kendrick Lamar, the same thing. Because for one reason, I don't think they necessarily need it. 
Mm-hmm. Like that they exposure. don't need it. Yeah, so Drake don't, don't need it. He doesn't need it. And I then they're saying that. they wouldn't go because they know that they don't have the control in that room. Yeah. And then that's why they choose to not go to these platforms. That's what exactly. you're saying? That's, yes. Okay, that's I agree that. with that. And what I'm saying is, okay, cool. If older media and older platforms want to continue to behave the way they behave, <laughs> with like, with like, like a zoo, like a... That's like not, a I, bro, I'm you, listening. You I'm just, sorry. I'm sorry. You I'm good. You good. I'm just t- saying what Reggie just concluded with. Like, if that's what it is, right? If if that's how it's gonna be, if you really want him to pull up and change, change things, you're gonna have to change the way you go do as well. So you think you just came in here and talked to me how older people are trying to change into more personality based mm-hmm. to accrue more, right? Then you're gonna have to do the same if you want to get a dog like that who has more fun with newer personalities. So if somebody like yourself, yeah works in radio mm-hmm. you're saying that radio should adhere yes. to the artist for no, no no for a drake let's be very clear for yep. certain artists for certain absolutely. artists absolutely so for beyonce Abs- absolutely for drake absolutely for kendrick absolutely um who else those are probably the biggest three where it's like if they get an interview i would stop everything i'm doing and i'm gonna watch because it's rihanna three. yeah those four people yeah if they say hey we want to come on hot 97 Ebro, we want to give you an interview. But with that being said, we have the final say on how that interview goes out. You think radio stations, and that's when I go back to what you said about Reggie, the integrity of what it is to being a journalist, being a radio station. You can't give anybody that power. You do it for one, you must do it for all. I hear it. Listen, rules are rules. I'm just telling you the reality. (laughs) If you want to continue, and this is not directed towards anyone, if y'all don't want things to change how they've been going, don't do anything. Mm. <laughs> if you want to speak with them at any capacity, at any level, that's that five to ten percent of people, the Drakes, the Beyonces, you never see them, right? You never see no interviews from them, right? Maybe things would change if they felt more comfortable. So yeah. listen, I'm not saying everybody anybody's right or wrong, bro. But don't I'm just, just feel what... comfortable with the white people <laughs> and the white outlets and your friends. No, 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 no. But but see, that's Wait, the like thing. I, I don't. Uh, I think he's like Billy Eilish. The, the bitch that <laughs> not Billy Eilish. Her she name looked... is Bobby. Bobby Eilish. <laughs> He did one interview with her. Yeah. Like, it's he not did. like he's only comfortable with like white outlets. And who's the other white dude that he did on, I, on Barstool? And it was I a great, it was I a hilarious interview. I didn't even know he did that. It was the one where his son interviewed uh-huh. him. It wasn't just oh, his son. Shit. It was on Barstool and it was a fucking great platform. I f- mm. forgot what it was called. But uh, oh yeah. He's making a great point right now. That's, it's just the next, bubbly white. Like I, it's, I, it's nobody of the culture. Nobody's going to challenge him. Nobody who even talks to him about hip hop. Like, there's nothing hip hop about the interviews that, that he lends himself to. I don't think it's that, bro. I think it's because it's new. Another thing I saw him speaking about, I saw him doing a little interview on someone's Twitch as well. This is a couple months ago. Look at everything I've named today in terms it's like of like newer stuff. That's what I'm saying. Everything I've spoke to is new, new, new. I think older media and us as well, because we're a part of that shit. We come from that generation. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting confused by it because we're not trying to accomplish the things he's trying to accomplish at 36 years old as one of the greatest artists of all time, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Yeah, he's trying to keep it we're, fresh. We're not, like, we're not gonna stop being Drake fans, Savon, Reggie. Mm-hmm. We're gonna continue to be Drake fans. But I he's don't trying know. to accrue new people. Yeah. I don't know how the kids born in 2010 feel. And he's doing it well. Like, he, yeah, like yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So I know it might look as if like, oh, Drake don't want to speak to us. I think y'all have very old mantras that are not fresh to what he's trying to do. And he doesn't feel comfortable. He sat down with Yachty Savon and I did learn a lot about his life. I did. Savon is just saying like, yo, like, can you stop doing all this like random stuff and give me the real shit? Yeah. And then, which is valid. Like Drake, I, I want to get it. to know you. 
You, listen, watch the Yachty interview. No, I, I want like watch uh, the Yachty interview. I want I, I want to see somebody challenge it. I want to see somebody ask him about yo. What were your thoughts in the midst of that Pusha T beef? Didn't Elliot ask? Yeah, that, what, 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 yeah. what were your, How did you feel <laughs> but, again? How did you feel when you knew you had Meek Mill against the ropes? What was it like when you and Nicki Minaj wasn't on best of terms? No, he has talked about this. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he's talked about it. You just didn't watch that interview. I did. He controls the final edit. I want to hear it from a nigga where you can't tell me to take some shit out, nigga. What you need? Sit your ass on this couch. Sit with Joe Budden. Sit with Gillian Wallow. And let me really get to the real. But you can't hit my line and say, yo, take this out or. Not for nothing. He controlled the Rap Radar interview, which is why it came out. Now, it was great. It was, and we did learn. I a lot. get your point, but like, I don't. I honestly don't see why Drake would do that. Like, I know. Why, why would he do that? But, like, he wouldn't. He not, doesn't. But, 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 hey, that's but, fine. If I was as famous as him, I wouldn't. Why would? Why I'm would saying. I do that? Like, but why I would see I do why that? these old niggas is mad because it's like, yo. You're starving us. You're starving the people. You're starving the culture. Yeah, not like, star- the not old star- people could do not, other shit. That's what I'm saying. It's like, not starving when interview I interview other people. Like, not, yeah, I know we gonna be old one day, right? Not, I know it's yeah, not. Yeah, I won't be fucking mad. And I won't be mad. Be mad. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I okay. think you should put more of your energy into these newer people that actually can get him. All right, but they don't talk to but him about on. shit. No, 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 he no, made, no, no. He troll Tiger. No, 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 no. Why are you trolling Tiger? <laughs> Why you did that, bro? Be, Drake feels comf- more comfortable in these spaces, correct? I see. Okay, so I think by maybe the third, fourth, fifth interview with the new cats, we might start to see some some of the deeper shit you're looking for because he's now dealing with personalities who he knows isn't trying to clickbait him. You know mm. what I'm saying? He feels yeah. more comfortable. I think it's gonna get there, bro, but. I, I see clear as day why he don't want to talk to nobody. He likes fun content that doesn't get taken too seriously, mm-hmm. bro. And most importantly, he's 36. I get it. Yeah. 36 is not that old. Not for me. And in also, music, it is. Yeah, to try and, to find new fans at that age is... It's, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. I see both sides. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see I get you, it. I see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just too big to do certain things. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yo. That's why they be... Whoa, whoa, yo. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I ain't say nothing. You said it. <laughs> Why are you saying, yo, nigga, it came out your mouth? Nigga big. Oh, my goodness. No pause. He Fast is. Forward. Bro, he's larger than life. What's I'm, wrong with you? Word, right? He's a megastar, a superstar. Mm, what else? Nigga's huge. But, you know, like, <laughs> they always say, like, people on the internet say, like, see, this is why Beyonce don't talk to you guys. Because, like, she just <laughs> doesn't have to talk to people. Like, yeah. she doesn't have to go on the radio stations. Not like, for nothing. Drake is doing us a service. Yeah, like still what doing we, stuff. Like we you don't know? hear from right, we, we don't hear from his. We hear more from him than we do his peers. Let's keep it a buck. We do. Let's yeah. hear. Let's hear he's what Ebro has to say. He's more interactive with yeah. his fans. Let's hear what Ebro has to say. Right, let me hear my oh, man. Oh, true. Eve. Yeah. Let me hear my man Eve. I fuck Look, with wait. Eve, man. I don't know how I feel about Drake, who has never shown up. And y'all know I'm the biggest Drake fan on this show. Drake has never shown up to have anything to say about anything going on in society with black folks or anything other than himself. Damn. So Okay, wow. I ain't gonna lie. When I first heard that shit, I'm like, damn, Ebro, you done cornered me. What? But I thought about it. Don't you better not bring up that fucking God's plan video. What happened? You, <laughs> bet, you better not bring up that fucking God's well, plan he did. video. Well, he did. Yeah, well, he, he gave away well, all he this money to the people in Little Haiti and Miami. Hey, did that not you help? Better not. Ugh, I was gonna this fucking bracelet. Was, you know my bracelet that I love dearly every week. Wait, I will rip wait. this shit to shreds if you use that bullshit as an example, I Alex. Wasn't, I, but thank you for presenting that okay, one for me. Just, I agree with yeah, something on that one. 
I'm listening right you have it so Ero said well first of all Ero like quote tweeted that soundbite yeah. and he was like this was taken out of context I didn't say that but <laughs> shout out to Ero I like I like screenshots okay we oh, love screenshots women receipts. love receipts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's why fellas don't cheat don't if you got a girl who's like good at what she does and good at her job like yeah. Reggie just don't cheat yeah call her too don't yeah. leave a, a, a trail oh. she got them texts okay wait never mind I have to find the Whatever screenshot she, all right <laughs> Just know whatever you want to lie about. Oh, no, I'm kidding. So they they scrolled all the way back to 2016 at Ebro's Instagram mm -hmm. and where Ebro was reposting a letter that Drake wrote about that situation at that time. Ebro reposted that, which is about, you know, what he's saying right now. Ebro reposted that and put like a bunch of prayer emojis acknowledging that Drake was speaking up for these issues. Wow, and that was all the way in 2016, correct? Yeah, so he was basically caught in 4K where he was acknowledging that Drake was saying yeah. things. And not for nothing, I think our culture um, has a a bad relationship with trying to put all of our stars on these pedestals. Respectfully, I do not want Drake in politics. I do not want Drake on... I don't want to... These niggas are entertainers. We need to look to the people... That are actually, you know, a part of these things and look at them like, I bet you are the one that should be speaking on these topics. Yeah. You're going to help. I don't give a fuck what Drake. He's an entertainer. I don't want to hear nothing this entertainer got to say on serious topics. I'm I sorry. Agree. I agree. I've but, never been on that train. But can I give you a little bit of pushback? Sure. Yes, I don't want to get my political views from a Drake. I don't. <laughs> but I do appreciate when artists can bring awareness to what it is that oh, yeah, they believe in. That's fair. Little baby did it. And where they stand. Little baby did it. You get what I'm saying? I think there's a tasteful way to go about saying, hey, this is some bullshit. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you how I feel. I'm not going to give you a PSA on where to go vote and how to do whatever it is. But as an artist who has a huge platform and a great responsibility, this is wrong. And this is where I stand. I don't think we ever really get that from Drake. Outside of that one example that you use, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it served its purpose in that moment of time. But I think, like they say in fucking Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. And when you are chosen and positioned in the spaces that he's in, I think it would lend itself to saying, hey, this is how I feel. And it you have influence. Ultimately, you have influence, especially Drake who crosses so many different types of people and culture. I think that's one of the reasons why he's so undeniable. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people in this generation look at him like the number one artist or hip-hop artist of all time because he can translate and, and, and camouflage and maneuver in different cultures, Latin culture, reggae culture, you know what I'm saying? All Every single, he looks like he could be everything. He looks like he could be Arabic, South African, <laughs> Dominican, Jamaican. This, this motherfucker can be anywhere <laughs> at any go. time. Book could go. So I think, you know, being that he is black, being that he, he biracial. Biracial, of course. But like we always say, when you see a biracial person, mm -hmm. that we know. Yeah, you, you, know, yeah, you know what that is. You like, know what that is. Yeah. We we know what that is. As black people, <laughs> when you see somebody that's biracial, unless you look like Logic, which is one I was of just one. About to bring up Logic. Like Logic <laughs> is the one of one black nigga that's white that looks white that is black. <laughs> he is the only one. See? Even somebody like a Blake Griffin, you look at him. Eh, You're he like, I can see. Got a little nigga. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Or Logic is the only one. 
even J. Cole, biracial, he's black. Like, we look at these people and society, we don't make the fucking rules. They looked at Barack Obama and said, he's black. And he looks like a black man. These are black people, right? Mm -hmm. So I think with a Drake, it, 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 it gets very questionable when he doesn't. Like, real quick, yeah, and I'll wrap good. this up. No, you good. But like, even a Beyonce yeah. who, you know, a, a week or two ago, she was performing in Kentucky and she showed her solidarity with Breonna Taylor, mm -hmm. saying, hey, this is where I stand. Like, I'm pouring into your family. I'm bringing awareness to it. It got picked up on some of the blogs. And that's all it has to be. Like, we don't even get that from a Drake. There's I, no way we have. I just, I, I'm iffy on bringing this point up now. But I feel like there is no way that Drake has never spoken up for the black community. Yeah. Like, I, I just can't. I don't can't, have all the stats Like, I don't have my concrete examples ready like I usually do. But there's no way that Drake has never said anything for the black community. But like, I will, there's no I way. Know. I will add to your pushback, though, right? Because I would, I for one. Oh, shit. Yo, they shooting in here, y'all. Shit is moving around. Something just fell Something just loud, fell guys. in the studio. I'm sorry. But to add to Savon's pushback point, Lil Baby did a very, very good job in the pandemic. Oh his, yeah, he was with his song, yeah, 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 the bigger picture, right? Yeah, that, that, and you know that's coming off the heels of him saying that. I remember he was doing an interview before he did the song and was like, "Yo, I don't want to get into the the logistics of mm -hmm. the of the you know shit like that. Like, he just want to be a rapper." So I, for one, was very impressed on how he did it because it felt like a trap song. He did it his way, and he did, and he, and he did it his way, right? So. That's kind of where I was going. If anything, I would want Drake to kind of do his way. Okay, so I, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Speaking to Drake's way. Yeah. So I don't know if Drake is the most, um, like the best person to be like speaking in depth about these things anyway. Yeah, Maybe he just doesn't, know. you know, have the the. I don't know. Maybe he just isn't the best. He's from Canada so for real. Shout out to the Canadians. You know, at the height of the Black Lives Canadians. Matter movement. He wasn't, you know, he didn't get no speeches, he didn't get no PSAs, but he did post a screenshot of him donating like millions of dollars to the cause. Right. And then people were like, see, this is what we want. We don't want you to go on a long rant. We just want you to open your purse, Drake. So <laughs> that is how he did it in Drake's way. Yeah. I like, do remember that moment. Right. I feel people like everyone... were, People were like glad he wasn't speaking in depth about it, mm -hmm. but he was like, yeah, just give us your money. Yeah. And not for nothing. I haven't heard Lil Baby really talk about injustice since. So it's like, you know, is it... I'm not saying he, what he did was performative, but it was a moment that he felt on an artistic level and delivered, right? But mm -hmm. it's like, fam, y'all be entertainers. If you want to add to it, cool. But I promise you, I'm not voting for you niggas for Congress. But also to like <laughs> to talk specifically about the Ebro thing, like Ebro didn't say this out of nowhere, like, oh my God, I wish Drake would speak up. Right. He only said this because Drake was coming at This Is America Good by point. Childish Gambino. Good point. Which is this whole, oh my God, this is just so much but, into but, it. Like he only went after it because... Childish Gambino said it was originally a Drake this. That's why Drake even did this. Like, there's just so much going on. But not know? for nothing, Ebro got him a little bit with that. What? Because, granted, though I don't want Drake to speak on topics, <laughs> I ain't going to front Drake. That's not the song you reply to. <laughs> because the Yo, song... We don't agree on anything. What you mean? Because no, I think also, that is where you should shoot your shot. Nah, because Pete, it wasn't Childish... <laughs> like, we don't agree on anything. <laughs> we don't agree on shit. <laughs> what? That's why this podcast is so good. I guess. <laughs> wasn't Childish Gambino's song... Gambino, I can't <laughs> What that nigga called? Childish Gambino. Da, uh, I Donald him, Glover. I was making him sound like a mob yeah, boy. Yeah, let's call him Donald Glover. Donald Glover? Donnie, making, Donnie G. Donnie G. Yeah. I was making him sound like, like Sammy Sosa. The. Anyway, wasn't this song um, 
This is America, this is America. describing mm-hmm. injustice in America or all this bullshit that occurs and goes down. Yeah. That's speaking to your point, Savon, as to where, like, I ain't going front. If it was one song, like, I wish I other shit. Now, stay woke. Oh, damn. He was talking about stay woke on that shit, too. Trying mm. to just give me. Wow. Damn, that's fucking my head up. Yeah. That's fucking my head up. Yeah. Pretty if true. it was one song to reply to, I don't know if that's the one. To Ebro's point, yeah. But at the end of the day, I still don't want to hear anything on a serious tip from entertainers. I'm sorry, I'm good. I'm, I don't go entertain. So you don't believe that entertainers should use their influence for societal like issues? I'm gonna tell you why. What does it matter if they are not in the positions to make real change in terms of laws and justice? Your influence is a voice, sure, but everyone has a voice. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? If 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 Drake is in Congress, okay, mm-hmm. cool, bro. I want you to speak fucking up, bro. Mm-hmm. These cats are not. They're musicians. And I think because we're fans, we forget that they're musicians and celebrities. So, yeah, their voice can maybe add to a cause a little bit, sure. Mm-hmm. But will it change it? No, nah, I'm cool. I don't and need Especially because we already have, like, way, like, way better people who are way more because yes, we talk about these things that we don't big up enough and like i just don't think we should be like begging drake to like bro you know do this i want us but to i big- do get like you know he has so much influence yeah he, I really get that should, part. he really should use it i wish we would big up the people in those spaces that are prominent in it and do well in it and create actual change oh my god this, but like j cole that's does what it. i want j cole does this all the time and then now people make fun of j cole for always rapping about that type of shit you like you you damn if you do damn if you don't like but i want to give you a little bit of pushback sure, on that sure on this whole entertainers shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, give their thoughts, give their their influence they away can. in that way. Because Tupac famously said, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, Correct. but I guarantee you that I will spark the brain that will change the world. And that is fair. Wow. And Perfect quote for this, Savon. Savon gets a point for that. I, lo- I <laughs> love I think, And I think that somebody like a Drake, and I think Beyonce does a really great job at, 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 lending her influence lending her platform to issues without overtly doing it mm-hmm. um i think there's a lot of major artists who do it kendrick lamar i think that's one of the reasons why we revere kendrick lamar the way that we do outside of his ability to rap mm-hmm. and storytell and cadence and and all that he does as a rapper i think one of the reasons that we really appreciate kendrick lamar is because he's able to intertwine hip-hop his style and also a message. Like, I think that's where a lot of the people who really love Kendrick appreciate his message, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I think Drake, sometimes he lacks that and he doesn't include that when I think he can. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is with Drake. It's like, all right, cool. You may not have to be the guy to change the world, be mm-hmm. the guy to change the system, but you have so much power, mm-hmm. so much influence. You don't understand. Like, over the last year or two since the world kind of been opening back up and artists have been going back outside it's been drake it's been bad bunny and i want to say burner boy too Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. three artists in particular who have been on the road my timeline is flooded yeah you can't i don't buy their tickets but i know that everybody on my timeline 80 percent of my timeline if they're in new york city if they're around that tours out. Even some of the people that I follow in like Texas and LA and Miami, if they're in that city, people are attending these shows and, and pouring into, oh my God, I'm here. This is a moment for me. Okay. Again, at the top of this episode, we pushed back the promotion of our podcast party because we were like, yo, most of the people who are going to 
buy our tickets are in New York City. No, that was y'all. And a lot of them, no, I thought this way. <laughs> I legit was like, yeah. yo, I know personally at least 10 to 15 people going to this Drake concert. Right. So I can't account for all the people that I don't know who may be interested in buying party tickets for our shit. So let me just avoid it altogether because I don't want people to be so you know, excited to go out to see Drake, that they might miss our post. Maybe the algorithm, they, they, the algorithm, we're fighting against the algorithm and the artist. Mm -hmm. So for me, mm -hmm. I'm like, look, let's drop our promo. Or I think one of you guys actually suggested, let's drop our promo the following morning. Me. Because Drake is not going to be performing at 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so that's just a small psychology <laughs> behind <laughs> facts. <laughs> that was a good one, Reggie. <laughs> we got worldwide listeners, you know? That's just or, the fucking small psychology of what it takes. Right. And I think when you get to that level to where you can dictate the city mm -hmm. whenever you touch it, I it's just think it influence. comes with a little bit of influence and responsibility. But maybe, like, what if this is Drake's purpose? Like, this is his lane. He his what, lane to be is fun, fuck bitches, and to, smoke hookah? Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, he, no, he I just, love that purpose. No, Y'all know that. Like, I would love to be that nigga. Like, like he shit. has given that. <laughs> he has given that to us at the highest level. Having fun, giving yeah. us an escape, mm -hmm. giving us hits. Like, I mean, maybe that is just his purpose. Like, and it is, I just I wanted to slip, movie. like, I just wanted to say, like, um, I when I when I started my journey as a writer, I was just you know doing my little blogs, like little stupid blog posts at like a site called like I don't know xoxohiphop.com. Like that was in like it's 20, like a porn site. Twenty, I know, like twenty. <laughs> it was literally like 2014, 2015. I literally wrote an article. People remember this. My friends remember this. It yeah. was called "My Drake This." I was corny. I know. I don't know. Oh shit! No, but I, like I literally talked about this. I was like, Drake is like the best, but he has no message in his music. Mm. And it's crazy how like ten years later we're still talking about that. You get, get. Like literally, that was my one of my first That's articles crazy. that I tweeted out, and mm. I was talking about like Drake doesn't really like talk yeah. about anything. So. Especially if, especially if y'all are, if Kendrick is talking about it and J. Cole is talking about mm -hmm. it, beautiful. There's people getting across the message. Yeah. And they're also not doing what Drake is doing. It, it's so. a vice versa thing. I do see where you're coming from, though. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I do see where you're coming from. One thing I am mad at is, because <laughs> this shit is fucking up my monies. Um, oh, shit. I know what you're this, about this, 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 this strike, man. The yeah, strike this is going some on serious shit. Writer's strike in Hollywood. Writer's it's strike. the first time that the writers and the actors joined together and strike like this since like the 60s. Yeah. This is serious stuff. Anybody who... So I have a brother... And yeah. I'm going to big him up because he says I shit on him all the time. <laughs> so, Dre, shout out to you. Thank you for shout always supporting Dre. and listening. Dre, he he's an avid binge watcher of television shows or TV shows. Oh, he's like streaming. a TV guy. Dre like he, me. He will stream his dick off. <laughs> like, Yo, put some respect whoa. on your brother, bro. Fuck out of here. No, for real. Like, legit. He just, <laughs> yeah. he, he's, a, he's a streamer. <laughs> he yeah. will stream his dick off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, like yeah, that's just what he does. Um. And so this this whole strike, yeah. it's affecting many people, many people's lives, bottom line, stakeholders, yeah. like Alex said. Yeah. But it's actually kind of getting close to home for me ah. as somebody who works in podcasting, work at working at HBO, uh, working with their IP, their intellectual property. Yeah. You know, out like we don't put out original content. Any podcast that we produce from the standpoint of HBO. It's off the back of a television show or one of the series right. on Max. Right. Oh. So like Succession, right? What we'll do is a companion podcast. Mm -hmm. Companion podcasts are literally what it is, what it says. A companion to the show. The show, yeah. So if Succession comes out, 
we are going to do a episode one recap slash breakdown of Succession episode one. Fire, yeah. And since we are HBO, we have the, the luxury of interviewing the actors and the directors and the producers of these shows, yeah. right? It gives us a huge advantage. Like some of the shows are yeah, really it's big. really fire. <laughs> it's dope. Like it's really it's fucking dope. Some of the shows, like, you know, let's say the three of us were a, a real big fan of Game of Thrones, right? And the three yeah. of us came in here and we were going to, you know, recap Game of Thrones in real fucking time. Yeah. Alex, you're going to be the Lannisters. I'm going to be the Starks. <laughs> Reggie, you're going to be the fucking Nightwalkers, right? <laughs> what? Who's the blonde pretty girl? Daenerys. I want to be Daenerys. That is House Targaryen. Oh, cool. yes. House Targaryen, <laughs> Alex. Why did you you're say the, I'm the Nightwalkers? Anyway. Nah, because them niggas is gangsta. You, oh, you, okay. You're like a gangster. I'm sorry. I try to get into Game of Thrones. I know I'm going to get so much hate for this, but I cannot get into it. Anyway. It's yeah. cool. You, yeah. you'll, you'll cover the Targaryens. Like I said, Alex, you yeah. got the Lannisters, even though I feel like you would hate and despise everything about the Lannisters. Wait, do you watch Game of Thrones? How would you? Oh, shit. Save so do you like know the Lannisters? I, no, I don't do that. I'm just saying, oh, I feel yeah. like your personality, you don't like the Lannisters. I ain't like when they started fucking brother and sister. You like the, See, I like that. <laughs> Save us, niggas fuck. Yo, because you can't stop true love. That's all I heard about that nah, show. back in the day, you can't stop true love, bro. <laughs> oh Not today. Back then, you can't that stop That was wild. Nah, Yo, them niggas. They look good together, too. Your kids oh came out goodness. fine. Shout out to Jamie and Cersei. That was my favorite house. So <sighs> I bet. Lana, so, what's your house? The uh-huh. Starks. Oh yeah, I'm gonna start. See, look at you. You are basing. Oh, wait, I know this. Arya, a, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna Did she like but rip I, people's faces and shit? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she well, did. I'm look at you, expert. Bro, wow, you're a throny. Like, I shout just, out to like, you. I just retain information. I like that because really well. Jon Snow is a bastard. Yeah, see, I relate. I, that's why I knew you wasn't <laughs> fucking with the Lannisters. I knew you wasn't a Lannister, bro. Just, Yo, that's kind of crazy. Now that I think about it, I think that's very accurate. I'm a Snow. I th- hey, Snow, for real. Oh, I would never John call you a Snow. Oh, bastard. okay, okay. <laughs> I'm dead a bastard. Whoa. <laughs> when so, I was right. a kid and found one of that shit, man, I was like, damn, they got a word for me? That's me. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, oh, shit, they got a word for me? Yo, nah. That's a good one. Oh, shit. All right, so yeah, well, House you Snow. Yeah. You're going to be House Snow, yeah. Stark slash Stark. All that. Like I said, I fuck with the Lannisters, and you're going to be the Targaryens. Yay. Okay? Wait, is now, this bad? I don't no, know. it's not a bad thing at <laughs> okay. all. I'm just I'm giving like, the, I the Wait, example. I, I feel like I do. Anyway. Reggie. Sorry. Now, nah, you're dead at some point. Them niggas, all of us get got. No one survives? His house. Gay? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you have like 10 years to watch this shit, so. Facts. But going back to my original point. Yeah. <laughs> the the writer's strike is affecting things because if we were fans of Game of Thrones and we wanted to uh-huh. do like a fan podcast, yeah, um, we don't have the luxury of getting Jon Snow, the actor who plays Jon Snow and all these amazing actors. We would have to just, you know, give our own personal thoughts. Whereas at HBO and some of these other networks, we have the luxury of reaching out to these actors and saying, hey, we want you on the show. Let's talk about it. And, and go through the process of what the podcast is. Right. With this writer strike or with this actor strike, we don't have access to the actors anymore. Yeah. That's they crazy. can't deal with y'all. No. Yeah. So I hope I don't get fired for saying any of this. But it's it's a fact though. I mean, yeah, it people, is know. people fact. know. It is a fact. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we're producing certain podcasts and we have a slate of actors and, and people that we want on the show who were happily willing to participate. And now, because of the strike, it's affecting 
the show. Inevitably, I would assume, and I don't hope this happens because it'll affect my livelihood, but inevitably, I would assume that people want to hear from the main characters of these shows. They don't want to necessarily hear from the makeup artist mm. or the costume designer. You know, I want to hear from the people who are on the screen, mm -hmm. who are making this show go. So that's one way that I know that the actors or the, yeah, the strike in general, mm. it's kind of the trickle effect is so deep that it's even hitting, you know, the small nuances of something like a podcast. Yeah. Um, not just to mention some of your favorite shows going on delay, um, you know, movie productions being stopped because it's like, hey, we're on strike. You know, we have to have a united front. I think mm -hmm. one of the things that I've noticed about the strike or that I learned right. working in TV and film is that, um, <laughs> damn, I might get fired. But don't don't don't, don't say. I, it. Don't say. I like, it, like him with money. Don't say. No. It. Okay. Right. Fuck that. Well, I'll say this. What I will say is, giving out the whole sauce. Everybody <laughs> is standing as a united front. Yes. Yeah. And Sag, if you Sag, aren't, if, you're if part Sag, Sag and Astra, yeah. If you aren't standing as a united front. It could affect your line of work once the strike is over. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because they saw that you weren't yes. down. Yeah, I just was thinking about like how th this is like so big. And I was just really thinking about the, the, I don't want to call them like little mm -hmm. people, but like everybody, mm -hmm. like the showrunners, like everybody yeah. that Grit. is even involved in anything. This affects them. Like, yeah. how much is it affecting like everybody? Because if you're like a really rich actor and you're like, yes, I stand for this. Like, okay. yes, like you're you're using your influence. Like, of course you're important. But like, there, I feel like they'll be fine because they have like millions and stuff. So, mm -hmm. what about like the person who the production this workers. was their main job for the year and now their show is stopped and they're just like a producer or like a showrunner? Like, it's tough. This is crazy. I, th I think I think what some people might be able to do is um, reality TV is definitely about to soar. Yo. This is so crazy. Yeah. John, I was talking about this with John last night. He said, yo, reality TV is about to soar. Yeah. He literally said those Those four exact words. words. It's, yes. a, it's about to boom, right? So a lot of oh those a lot of those sets use what's used on the sets. Wait, with, this doesn't count at all with the strike? Or, it doesn't overlap. Ray J like, about to take over. Uh, who? Ray, Wait, Ray they don't Ray? use like writers or anything like that? So reality TV, there's no writers. Uh, are they? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, technically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically. Yeah. Wait, okay. So I'm, the I'm, I'm talking wait, like contractual. One question. One yeah. question. So the producers yeah. that are uh, that are associated with reality TV are they not involved in the strike? Like, See, don't they have to stand solidarity? I was about to say that though, right? Okay. I don't know. If, Good question. It, it, it depends because I know some people specifically that are part of SAG. And oh, okay. Long yeah. story short, if you don't align with SAG. It, it's just not easier for you, essentially, right? Like, they might not support you on some dues that you might need. Um, they might, they might, you you might not be supported fully. It's a snowball effect. Yeah, it's kind of like a snowball effect, right? It's like if you gang, you gang, it's right? It's like, wow, but, you're not with us? There you go. But, <laughs> but don't forget, though, there are people who aren't a part of the union. Dang. Um, I want to read this for you guys, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm pulling this from Vox.com. Do, do, do. A strike carries profound economic implications. The last time there was a writer's strike was in 2007-2008. Work stopped for 100 days and cost $2.1 billion to California's Whoa. economy alone. What? According to WGA's proposal charts, the Guild's proposal would gain the writers about $429 million in total per year. Mm. The AMPTPS's counterproposal is an increase of about $86 million per year. Industry profits have ballooned from five billion in 2000 to about 28 to 30 billion 
from 2017 to 2021. Spending on original streaming content grew from $5 billion in 2019 to 19 billion oh in 20 in 2023. So that's kind of where I wanted to stay. I think a lot of the beef is with the syndication. Uh-oh. See, when we were coming up, a lot of these people ate cuz you know this, the the union helps you with your dues. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you let's say you worked a show 10 years ago, they're going to help you get those checks. Hey, we got a check here for you. Come pick it up. They're on your side, right? I think a lot of the beef for the writers now and the people that are part of the union now is well, damn. What the fuck do we do? Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, with syndication, when we were coming up, people watched a lot of reruns. Yeah. It was a thing. They were regularly yeah. placed on TV. That's we, just what you watched. Yeah, like, like we watched TV. Uh-huh. Now that we're swaying away from TV and programming, it's it's kind of freestyle now. Okay. What app do you have? Do you have HBO Max? Do you have Showtime? Mm-hmm. I, and I think the splits are looking very different. Yeah, you feel uh-huh. me? And, and a lot of the writers and people who are part of the union are not privy to it. So I can see a lot of the reasons why. I'm glad that the actors aligned with the writers. If you guys didn't know That's this, major. big move. Big, yeah. big move. Word. I think uh-huh. the writers were doing it alone for about two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And the actors stepped in. Yeah. And I think that's vital because you niggas want to see Denzel, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all want y'all want to see Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> yeah, like big names are a part of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it kind of felt as if they were gonna let the writers just die out mm-hmm. and get hungry. You can't but do now that. Now look, yeah, you can't do that now. I think it, the underlying thing for me, the thing that's so fucked up, is just how prevalent greed is. Mm. Like, is it greed or, or is it is it greed or do we live in a capitalistic? country yeah, I, I, I think they go see. hand in hand yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think yeah being a great at capitalism is being greedy i think the degree. capitalism is making us greedy yeah but some you people are saying? inherently greedy and i think a lot of people in hollywood being the old guard hollywood is probably the sickest oldest most traditional yeah. racist sexist place in america I, like I think industry ho- in america I, I think it's horrible i think hollywood and the music industry are the same are synonymous yeah because people practice the same wrong things i'm not mad at that I I agree. Yeah. but i just think the rules are a little bit more concrete and film and, and tv existed a little bit longer so it's harder to change those people you you can't really move those people out of power as easily as in music where it's a little bit more of a rotating door uh, I, I just feel like the the, the hollywood just has a lot more power influent and concrete compared to music and i'm not saying it's far off but just from what i can see from what i know like those hollywood executives super greedy and if we're being honest it's a lot more lucrative than music like the hollywood and and tv and film is way more lucrative so the people at the top of the uh the the film and tv industry are probably you know across the board a little bit richer than the people in the music industry not to take away from it but i think that's just facts like you know what i'm saying you could put a hundred million into a movie and get a return of a billion. You get like see the thing with the labels is we don't know how much they actually make. That's true. Yeah, but we know how much the movies make, and so unless you think music is getting to it like that, I, I don't. I don't see it being a comparison as far as the earnings. But needless to say, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe that the 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 executives and some of the people, some of the faceless names in Hollywood. Mm. Um, it's just it comes down to greed, and I think it comes down to trying to save money and cut corners and fuck the people at the bottom of the totem pole. Y'all, y'all know my stance on eating the rich. Um, you know, one of the proposals is, hey, we want to be able to take an extra, use their likeness, capture their likeness, pay them one time, yeah. and then continue to use their likeness in other films. 
-hmm. Like that is sick. How can I ever progress? How can I ever live? I think one of the things, I think I spoke about it in one of our Patreon episodes. Please make sure y'all go subscribe to Patreon. But one of my uh, our Patreon episodes, I, I told y'all how I was really into like trying to get into performing arts. I wanted to be an actor. I thought that was going to be you Oh, know, yes. This one was a things. great story, guys. Go yeah, listen to yeah, that. that was kind of crazy. Yeah, he's about to do ballet for I real. thought... <laughs> I thought that was crazy. That. I was going to put on the tutu. You said it, not me. I did not say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I thought I was going to do, I thought I was going to be into that space. And, you know, one of the ways that I had planned to attack my career was being an extra. Yeah. All I wanted to do was be on set. I've been one before. All I wanted to do was just be on set. I didn't give a fuck about the money. I just wanted to be on a set. I wanted to get a feel, get a cadence, you know, feel the energy, connect with some of the other extras, connect with some of the other actors, producers, directors. The importance of trying to build my career in that field was legit starting off as an extra, mm -hmm. right? And so if I am trying to enter this industry and my, you know, my starting point is being an extra, but the executives are fighting for me to only be an extra one time, to never have the luxury of doing it again, yeah. then how does it behoove me? How can I grow? How can I create or come across any type of opportunity when you just wanna, you know, delegate me or regulate me to a one-off? You know, so it's, it's small things like that where I think it's super important for the writers because also AI is affecting the writers, right? Yeah, the executives, they yeah. just wanna be able to say, hey, Let's put this storyline inside of an AI and produce whatever the AI gives us. Run with it, yeah. And now that fucks up the writers. Reggie, Absolutely. as a writer, myself, as a writer mm -hmm. in different capacities. Mm -hmm. And Alex, you being in radio, writing is a part of what you do from mm -hmm. copy, mm -hmm. editing, mm -hmm. to fucking commercials, to mm -hmm. everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they start replacing us, and in this case, Hollywood, the writers, then we can't survive. We can't live. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. A computer can't replace the human experience, the human emotion. Yeah. You gonna know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. I th um, yeah, I that's stand just by that. one of the bigger, yeah. like, you know, for anybody who's not as informed on yeah. what's going on with the writers, I think that's one of the overlying things mm -hmm. that stuck out to me is like, mm -hmm. yo, these niggas at the top, they make 30 million a movie, put out 18 movies a year, and they still trying to find ways to cut corners and not yeah. allow people to live their to life. Eat. Yeah. That's yeah, it's just fucking crazy. Syndication, what you just mentioned. I'm sorry, what you just mentioned? What was the word for it just now? Um, what? What what are we call? To you smoking that weed? You talking about me yeah, not being able to remember? God damn! But I could say that that I do be doing that. <laughs> you on the other hand, God damn. damn. But all, but on some yeah. serious shit, like prayers to anybody that's involved because it's about to get. I don't know how long this is gonna hey, like uh, go on. Yeah. With some serious shit. Hopefully it ends soon because a nigga got bills to pay. Um, well, but, well, streaming and AI ain't going nowhere, so it will be interesting. It will. To it see will. How, well, where this goes. Society always has to adapt, mm -hmm. so we're gonna adapt somehow. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Prayers up to anybody who is affected by this strike. And with that being said, uh, I know we haven't done it for like the last maybe one or two episodes, but we are back with our Need to Know podcast voicemails. I do want to announce this. We are opening up the line of communication for our audience, just everybody in general. So for the last month, what we've done is we've had you contact us via Patreon to leave a voicemail. We send you a link. You call us, you leave a voicemail, very easy, very simple, and we respond to you on air each and every week. Um, we still want to do that, but we want to open it to the public. So if you go on our Instagram page, that is Need to Know Pod, I believe, uh, you can yeah. find us there. You can get the information on how to, 
you know, send us a voicemail, whether you're on Patreon or if you're not on Patreon. But for those who are on Patreon, we do have a voicemail where we want to connect with you directly. Um, like I said, we haven't done it the last maybe one or two weeks, one yeah, or two episodes, week, yeah. but we're back and I have not heard the full version of this, but I'm excited to get to it. So let's, let's break this down. It's your girl and I'm back and you know I had to double it. Um, I do have a question and it pertains to mental health. I have a situation right now with um, a male friend of mine who's going through it very bad and his way of coping with things is by keeping himself busy and, you know, shutting me out and not really speaking up or being vulnerable because he hasn't had that safe space where he could be himself and let people in without things being thrown back at him um, at some point. So... I'm trying to be respectful of giving him space, but at the same time, as somebody, like I said, who has a very motherly personality, I always want to jump to the rescue. So I guess for the males, or the guys in the podcast, I want to know what are some things that from a female you will appreciate or will make you um, kind of just put that wall down? Like what are some things that maybe I could do or you would suggest me doing that will make you feel safe that will make you you know be vulnerable this might sound crazy but listening to me so a lot of the times when people want to be fixer-uppers they feel like their urge and their want um the other party should be receiving that mm -hmm. and and you know happy about that that they have someone like that around them when in actuality you really feel comfortable when you feel heard so unfortunately, he's gonna have to do this on his own terms. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that you do keep up with him as a friend. Yeah, because clearly yeah. this whole thing is just about you. Like clearly, you're a great friend. So yeah, for sure. Acknowledging that. You got a nice voice. I was about. She to, got yo, a I said voice. that in the group chat, girl. You got a good Vo voice. Voice, I. Got a good voice. Yeah. Wait, but Ali just said some really good shit right now. Or I said, yeah. some, I said some good. Like <laughs> I feel like, um, so a lot of not a lot because yeah. I never wanna place the onus on like one person but a big part of it is him like he needs to learn how to mm -hmm. trust people and like not just feel like the world is against him and like that takes a lot of inner work so it's not all it's not all on you as a friend i know you just want to be a good friend so a lot of it is on him but then also alex just said i i don't want to misinterpret you but yeah, it's no. like a lot of times like us as good friends like mm -hmm. we just kind of feel this need to be like Hey, I'm here for you. Like, I'm gonna mm -hmm. fix this for you. Like, but like, what if the person isn't ready yet? Like, what if the person doesn't really need this right now? Like, and I know you just want to be supportive, but it's a tricky situation because we just care. But and yeah. by doing that, you kind of can make that person uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it could yeah. feel it could feel forced now, where they're like, "Yo, damn, I kind of want to just come." To yeah, you. and what if that's yeah. not their style of getting over things? And yeah, some her. people just need to be alone. Like, and I get it as a woman, especially you said motherly figure. Like, mm -hmm. you just mm -hmm. want to help, but sometimes, like, mm -hmm. not everybody's gonna react to it's our help way. like that, and it's not your fault. Yeah, Word. just suck his dick. <laughs> no, don't do that. Nah, but do that too. Though. I nah, she said she was a shut up. She said she was a friend, right? This is why right, people don't believe it's in him. male and woman friendships. It's him. I was being serious. Nah, suck it out. I was being serious, nah, right? Fine. Yeah. Nah. Follow Save Mom's advice nah. and see how your life turns no, out. No, no, nah. girl, some like that's how you get somebody to be their most vulnerable. Get yeah, look, not for nothing. <sighs> Drop down and get your ego on, girl. <laughs> 
Right now, she <laughs> she's, her friends go through mental health troubles, guys. Yeah, and he needs some mental health. A little bit of hate. Girl, I want you to know that I am not condoning this behavior. Nah, for real. Just give it a little kiss. You know how a nigga act like, yo, can I just stick the tip in? Yeah. Let's <laughs> give it a little lick. No, this nigga like, is crazy. No, uh, this is why nobody trusts people when they say, "Oh, Yo, my best, my best friend's a guy. No, my best friend's a girl." Bro, we're doing a podcast. We gotta tell them a little something. Oh, that wasn't shit. how I really feel. <sighs> Duh. Yo, we never know with Savon. Never felt that. Duh. We never know. I don't even know. Suck his dick. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna take nothing serious, bro. Nah, legit though. <laughs> I agree. Now I'm dead ass. I bet. I'm serious. Okay. You got it. So? <laughs> hey, you co-signed this. Ooh, ooh, you, nah. you like, drop down, get red, the eagle on, girl. Shit, I'm sorry I was being... <laughs> see, I was with you at first. Then he came in. It's him. I, I agree with what y'all said. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> what y'all said is dead-ass fact. <laughs> because you gotta let him kind of go through that. But I also think... Well, like, because there's been times where I've been told that I don't give much in my friendships, especially with women. I don't really give much. Um... So feedback, uh, not just I'm just kind of, and I know y'all probably wouldn't see it this way, but I'm very closed off. Like I don't really fuck with people like that. I'm. The, I mean, I, I'm no, serious. no, no. I believe Simon because y'all my niggas. Hey, you gotta think. You, you when like, I come in here and say that, y'all say I be lying. Now no, when you I say don't it, you be lying. I read you on my side. I don't say you be lying either. No, but also Simon, he has his like few. <laughs> Best, best, best brothers, friends, and yes. then I don't think Savon has like a million best friends. I, really, like, I don't fuck with people. Bro. I really don't think. I Savon really don't does. fuck with people, bro. Yeah. Nah. You, you say it all the time when nah, people come right. up to us. You're, you're right. the more bubbly, yo, you're yeah. right. and I'll be looking at it like, yo, get the fuck. Away. <laughs> like, I don't fuck with people like that. I so, yeah. I'm the only one on this pod that has like a million best friends. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, <fine. laughs> you got a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think you know, be, being as a guy who who's in that position. I think what it takes is just being consistent, like just consistently yeah. being there. And you don't always have to point out when you're trying to be there. Yeah. I think just being there subconsciously knowing like, yo, I want to be there for my friend. I want to show up for my friend. I want to, um, you know, be able to be reliable. I don't know. And this is going to sound really weird, but what's his sign? Oh, shit. It's right? giving Aquarius. Well, come you turn into one of those. Hey, I can't. I got to start <laughs> Finally, out. yes. I suck his dick to what's his eye. Wait, why? 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 Because I think that'll say a lot. I think we could kind of give a little bit more Well, you know, if you context. really want to go there, get more than just his main sign. <laughs> get the chart. If you really want to go there, like use astrology, then you have to know the, 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 Saturn, the whole chart. Get his Saturn and his Venus, right? And then suck yes. his dick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a combination. And but, now you know his whole life. But no, wow. I think just kind of give him some time. And then yeah. also, you know... Uh, just just being there. I don't think you always have to make it be known. Like, hey, I'm trying to be there for you. Right. I think, and sometimes being there for somebody is giving them that space. Right. You know, sometimes showing up is not actually showing up when they don't need you mm -hmm. to show up. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, and again, going back to one of our Patreon uh, conversations is knowing how to be a friend. Like, we put a lot of pressure on our friends and on ourselves yes. to be a friend. Yeah. And sometimes you just kind of got to know, like, what type of person this is. They may mm -hmm. not need me. Like, if Alex is going through something, I don't expect him to call me to vent about what he's going through. Mm -hmm. Like, his personality, from what I know, is he's going to get through it, and then he'll catch me up. Like, yo, bro, I was going through this at the time. And same with Reggie. And shit, same with me. Word. You know, like, Word. all of us kind of have different personality styles and how we deal with conflict in our personal mm -hmm. life. Right. So maybe just being there for him, supporting yeah. him, uh, being an ear is what he needs. And, he you know, like, letting him know, like, hey, I know you don't have to talk right now, but, like, I'm genuinely here for you. Like, making sure he knows that. Yeah. And then, you know, giving him a space. And then, but also, also, like, 
but also keeping a close eye on him in case things get too bad. Because I've been through that Whoa. where like my friends have been going through really serious things and like they were like they went ghost and I never heard from them. But I kept a close eye and be like, okay, they need they really need my help for real. Yeah. So, you know, just giving him a space and then but keeping an eye on him, making sure that he knows that you're there for him. And then suck his dick from the back. Oh my goodness gracious. It's sloppy too. And then you go get it all out, whatever you need from <laughs> all that pain, right? That shit crazy. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sick, My best venting session <laughs> was when you was coming. After came. When you came. After I came. <laughs> like she got to really know me. I bet. After she did that. Yeah. And then you snuggled you. up with her and yeah. told her your life story. Right. <laughs> she got to see me who was inside. Yeah, huh? We trauma bonded. <laughs> so crazy. Man. That was it. That's it. What's up with voicemails we got for today? That's it. That's all we're doing today. Uh, you know, as always, I am ending with a what you need to know. Today, I am, oh, yes. I am ending on a word you need to know. Oh. Mm, I like this. I'm trying to add to my vocabulary. Uh, words are cool. Yes. Honestly, saying the same words gets mad boring. That's why I like slang. <laughs> like spice it up throw some more words in there mm. um this one works for there's actually a word to describe someone who's given an opinion on something they know nothing about oh my gosh i would love to know this word i gotcha okay because don't you hate those people me yes you be doing that i don't know oh my god i be doing that sometimes too i just what? be like talking i need know? to shut the fuck up sorry <laughs> <laughs> i came across this word this week and i was like you know what? i'm gonna I'm um I'm going to disclose it with my, my people over here and the fans. <clears throat> the word is ultra crepidarian. Repeat it with me. Ultra, ultra crepidarian. That is what you would use to describe someone who gives an opinion on something they know nothing about. Once more. Ultra, ultra crepidarian. There you go. All those people in your life that's... To hey. <laughs> that like kindergartners. Hey. Hey, that that dude that keeps talking to you about what you need to do in life, and he ain't had a job in eight months. Ultra, Ultra crepidarian. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's ways, it's fly shit. I don't want you to just call him a hater no more. <laughs> call him a Ultra, Ultra crepidarian. Hey, hey, hey! Somebody telling you what to do at your job, and they don't work there. Ultra crepidarian. <laughs> See, we all gonna work, learn big words together here on the Need to Know oh, podcast. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Let you inspired me, me. Okay. Let me hear it. Let me so, hear it. So, you know that single girl that's been single for mad long, but she keeps giving out relationship advice. Ultra crepidarian. Justin LeBoy <laughs> giving you the memes on the daily. Ultra crepidarian. I think we're learning here. I think I learned a lot. I think we're learning. I think that's me. I <laughs> I'm literally crying. Because I can't wait, wait to put that Wait, say one. Just give us one and then we'll end it. We'll, just give us one. <laughs> just give us one. I don't think I got one. I'm going to tap out. Like how That's you fine. tapped out on the freestyle last week. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm going to tap out on this one. Yeah, you killed that. I'm going to tap out. We did out. good. No, we did really they good on that, that freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, like yeah. Hookah Chick coming to all DSPs. Very, very short lead. Very soon. I'm in the studio as we speak now, mixing, <laughs> mastering. All that. Um, I'm putting the lyrics together so y'all can go post those on your stories. Hookah season is upon us and it will never end as long as I'm alive. And the Zah's still here. <laughs> I can't see This has been the Need to Know Podcast. What you need to know, when you need to know in the Need to Know Podcast, signing out. Please get tickets for our mixer as you will find it in the podcast app and our Instagram page. Imagine we were pronouncing the word wrong. Ultra crepidarian. And God damn it, if you made it this far in the podcast, there's no reason you should not be subscribed yeah. or sharing this shit with your friends. It's that simple. Yeah. Gang.